Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. Welcome back to It's All Connected, episode 105. This is Russ. And joined with me on the panel this week are Matthew Arrow. Hello. And Daryl Taylor. Hello. John is uh, on assignment this week. He's actually uh, recovering from some, uh, some, some dental work, so he can't really talk. And he's got this... Uh, oh, we should have had him on anyway. <laughs> yeah, that would been awesome. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a brand new badass TV, so he's he's. Oh, uh, okay. you know, I'm, I'm tired of his excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get him. Uh, we'll get him on next time because we'll we'll uh, we'll start diving in. I think a little deeper to uh, to Luke Cage since we got some time. Uh, we'll have a bit of a break coming, but. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, so last episode was our Doctor Strange episode. You heard John and I talk and drone on for a while about Doctor Strange. But since uh, Matthew's back and we have Daryl, I, I wanted to get their thoughts on what they what they thought about it since it was uh, you know one of the, the two releases that we got this year uh, from, from Marvel on the movie side. So I was curious what you guys uh, had to say about it. Uh, it was cl- – like it's it's it- – Probably because of a, me being a comic reader, it suffered because of that, uh, the origin story stuff. Like, you know, I already know the beats. I already know what's going to happen. Like, it's just like I was just like kind of in my head just waiting for it to just get to the point, you know, get to the part yeah. where you get yeah. to the magic. I'm I'm ready for him to, you know, put the put the cloak on and, and do his thing. Um because I didn't realize it would be that much. This is this has been the most I've seen of an origin story since Iron Man, I think, where you saw the whole thing, his whole origin in the yeah. film, as opposed to flashbacks and you know quick fast forwards of of uh, history or whatever to, to kind of jump in to what's going on. Um, but I mean, the acting was good. Uh, the, the casting was great. There was no cat had no issues with any of the casting. Um, the way that they used the special effects to do the buildings and stuff that was that was well done. I hope the next movie they can come up with something different because that was used a lot. In this. Yeah, yeah. And I can get old in two three movies. Sure. So yeah, I hope absolutely. That, I hope every movie they can kind of come up with something even more different you know each time to show how they distort things um i i think it had one of the best endings in terms of how to stop the bag you know like how he stopped the bad guy yes so much of a comic book thing because it's you know dr strange when it's magic it's very hard to magic is a hard sell sometimes because it's like you could do some hocus pocus and then everything is fixed. Right. You know, it's easy to do that. So for them to come up with, with the way that they did it was a lot like how Dr. Strange does. He does deals. He doesn't just come in and and magic has, you know, there's always a cost to what you do with magic. And I like that they stuck to that 
at the end. They didn't come in and he just came up with, you know, this one spell to kind of save everything and save everybody. He had to actually work out a clever way of, of, you know, getting this, you know, working a deal out to allow, you know, for him to be able to, to do his best for everyone. You need to save as many lives yeah. as possible. We can't save everybody, but you do the best you can. So I did like that. I did. I love the special effects. I, I like there were a lot of Easter eggs in this. Like there was a lot that I didn't even realize until I went back and and re looked some stuff up. So that was cool that they still maintain that. The pacing was a little slow in the beginning to me, like the first 20 minutes kind of, you know, felt a little slow because I you know what? I wish we had I wish they had more time to show strange with Mordo and and Wong. Yeah, you really didn't get much of that. Yeah. And, and, and for them, for it to mean as much as it's going to mean in the, in the movies coming after this, I kind of wish that they had cut back a little bit on the doctor stuff in the beginning and maybe added a little bit more of his, uh, you know, a little bit more time with him and Wong and stuff and kind of, and, and more just to kind of give it that they're colleagues and they're becoming friends in a way. Like I, I thought that they would do a little bit more with that, but they really, they didn't. And then this movie wasn't very, it wasn't that long. So yeah, it was one of the shorter ones, which I think is yeah, yeah. kind of prevented them from yeah exploring all the things that would have been nice to see them explore. Yeah. You kind of felt, I kind of felt that, you know, I, I kind of felt that missing from it, you know, wanting to see this, friendship start to develop because they really didn't didn't do that but i i think they put him on the right path to get to the point where you know this is you know dr strange is he doesn't come off at the end as being the altruistic uh good guy because he's not he's not that one in the comics he's you know he, well, he know, did, go ahead yeah, I was going to say, the other thing, I mentioned this last time, is mm. they didn't make him the Sorcerer Supreme at the end. It's not no. like, oh, mm -hmm. he's trained for 10 minutes. Now right. he's the yeah. master of all magic. Thank God. Uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> I appreciated they, they that. They pushed right. it. That, my biggest problem is how much, and I mean, I went and saw it with a bunch of friends who aren't as big into Marvel, but still like it. And that was kind of one of the main, like, we all enjoyed it and thought it was really cool. The main complaint we had was that he seemed to just just nail the magic like right off the bat right yeah and yeah, there was, was that, that. Yeah. there was that scene where he he take he goes to the you know the the himalayas he's on top of mount everest mm -hmm. and and he's supposed to you know it's supposed to be this moment that in any other movie would be he's got to let go of his ego he has to heed what the ancient one was saying and and figure out this way to just like let everything go that he's believed in so that he can use the sling ring and get back. Right. And instead of seeing that moment, we just cut back to Kamar Taj and the portal just opens and he comes through and boom, he, we don't even see him sort of like, I don't know. I, I was hoping that he would somehow like take a, a leap of faith. Maybe literally he would do mm -hmm. something sort of drastic or he would like, he would sort of come to terms and we'd see this, this turning point. But I never really felt like he ever, changed from who he was before yeah i i think i agree with you i think that that like when you 
when it gets to the end of the film, he just does it because it's such a, you know, like he has to. Like there's right. there's dire consequences right now that if he doesn't do this thing, it, it, it you know, like every everybody will die. But I don't feel like he believed it. Like Right. He, uh, he, I wanted to see him come to grips with that. Right. That, like that letting go. Like I wanted to see him let go, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like let go of his control and his assumptions. And, and that would be the key. But it just, it never, it, you know, it was like a a minute of footage that they could have added. And he never we, had we that come that. To, yeah, he never had to come to Jesus moment. Exactly. Days, days, exactly. Days later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. In the film. And maybe that'll be for the next one. But it's just when you um, the way that he when you get to the end, the, the end credits, there's one of the scenes makes you think he's embraced the Sorcerer Supreme kind of thing. Right. He seemed I know he's not the Sorcerer Supreme, but the way right. he's talking with Thor, it was like, but isn't he? I mean, who's left? Who's in w- charge? Mordo's no gone. One in char- right. Yeah, Wong doesn't seem like he wants to be in charge necessarily but maybe he is i guess there's the one-handed guy maybe mm. maybe yeah, he's just, in charge now i don't know i, I just kind of no took it as one hmm? yeah there were other people that we didn't you know that that were higher that were in the hierarchy that we just never saw mm-hmm. i hope um, so but it, it was just again it, it seems like a simple line or something could have yeah. explained like that, a you know vacuum of power it seemed like there's a big vacuum of power now after. yeah after yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and okay. Oh, sorry. One one of the things that, that John and I mentioned was you talk about that after credit scene when he seemed a little like he was fully in charge. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you guys if, if it was that way for you guys, but for for John and I both, we felt like there was something off with the way that scene was done. It felt either rushed or yes. off, or there was just something with it that I just felt maybe because Derrickson didn't direct it. Maybe mm-hmm. that that maybe that's what it was, but. There was just something with that scene that just didn't sit right with me, and and it felt like it was just almost like they just sat him down one day and just had him riff right. off yeah, each other. I, it, it felt very disposable. Like we yeah. can't, you, you don't want to spoil it. It's hard to even get into why it feel it doesn't feel genuine without spoiling what the nature of the scene was but it just it did come off like that's not the doctor strange that we left off with oh yeah. oh wait that, are we not spoiling because i think i already no yeah we could totally spoil i think it. i already yeah did. Yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> totally spoil it okay i think well, i dropped i dropped the t-bomb so oh no, well, no no we could totally spoil it okay so with the thor th- when you when you have him pretty much call thor there or whatever thor is is at the sanctum and he's saying i need to know why you're here basically it comes off as a role of being the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, I have yeah, to why? make sure, exactly. you know, like, you can't, I don't need you and Loki, especially Loki, disrupting, uh, you know, disrupting the planet again. So it's just like, where is he at in that scene? You know, like, where is he when when we get to, to the next door movie and we do have him in it? You know, I th- they did say Doctor Strange was going to be in it, like, at least for a short time. Where is he in his journey in yeah. in Thor? Like, is he fully embraced it, or is he still as he's going to be in charge of the Sanctum in New York? I mean, that's a given. Yeah, they yeah they said that at the end. Right. And I think that's that's the approach he took at it with Thor. Is he said, look, I'm you know in this area. I forget. I think he said specifically New York. He's like, yeah. you know, 
that when people come here and I mean, these things tend to take place in real time for the most part. So I would mm-hmm. think it's about a, you know, Thor Ragnarok comes out in November of 2017. So I'm assuming it's, it's a year. So right. right. assume he's been at it for a year. He's been at it for about a year at that. Maybe point. Thor and Loki show up in the movie and cause chaos in New York specifically, thus alerting Dr. Strange, who's like the closest person, I guess. But it does seem like as, literally the newest person to join this magical realm he would be right. at the bottom of the totem pole right right <laughs> and yet yeah it's i think we can all assume that by the time we see dr strange next he'll probably be even if he's not technically the sorcerer supreme mm-hmm. he'll be the most gifted and well-known you know it's not going to be wong it's not going to be uh the one hand guy it's not going to be nico's mom you know and well, that's it, apparently. Especially <laughs> if you have Mordo going around killing all these other people, like all these right. other magic users. Right. Right. right? So there it should be like a, a maybe a a balance on, you know, it should be an imbalance of, of sorcerers, I would think, by the time we get to the second one, if he's going out. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe, he, maybe he's like thinning the herd so that right. Doctor Strange is kind of all that's that's left. I mean, it's it. it that's the thing. I it's interesting because we don't get a, a movie to kind of show us the landscape of what this, you know, what the world is going to be like for a while. Like we don't get to see the Civil War aftermath, really. I mean, we get some of it in, in Agents of Shield, um, but we don't right. get enough. I don't think, or maybe yeah. And and so, they're they're clearly not referencing anything that happened in Doctor Strange and S.H.I.E.L.D. So that kind of just happened under the radar, almost. Yeah, there's no middle film. I almost wish there... I mean, I I know people say there's just too many superhero films and all that. But I really... I almost wish there was either they do a Netflix uh, little mini-movie or something where you have, like... Black Widow or or uh, Hawkeye or both of them together to kind of show where everything you know kind of show where where the status yeah. is of the yeah. world. You I know, mean, like, I, maybe that's the beginning of Infinity War, but yeah, it does seem like yeah. a lot. It, it 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 seems like it's a lot to. And maybe Spider Man is a little bit of that bridge, maybe because Tony That's and true. Yeah, Iron Man will be in it, right? Yeah, right. they're in it. That maybe they'll kind of discuss it a little more. But it's going to seem weird that it's like the the last time you saw Steve's group, mm-hmm. they were just kind of like riding off into the sunset, and then the next time we see them, they're going to have to get together to obviously. Um, you know, buddy right. up again. Unless right. the approach they take with Infinity War, I know. I still wonder if there's a little bit of red herring going on mm-hmm. and that with these two movies and how they're like, nope, it's now it's two separate movies, but there's, there's no the way there's overall no narrative separate. Movies. Oh, I'd, yeah, it's bull. I, no, I no, think, no, no, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if we don't see them team up until mm-hmm. the second one, like basically the first movie is the two teams on separate paths, like. Right. Well, they kind of show that though. Like when they when he gives him when he gives uh, when when Cap when Steve sends the phone to Tony. I mean that kind of when I before I even left the theater, the first thing I thought was, oh okay, the official Avengers, meaning the Avengers that are sanctioned by the the UN, 
they're gonna get decimated. And they're gonna and Tony is going to have to get that phone and make that call. Yeah, like I that think will Cap, be the Cap thing. will be the secret. I think that'll be the secret Avengers. I think yeah, it'll basically kind of be, be a covert team, and maybe yeah. they'll both be running down separate mm-hmm. leads or missions with Thanos. And yeah, I, I I think you're right, Russ. That that could be a good way of like you see them all attacking it from different angles. Maybe right. Strange Strange is attacking it from a, another angle, you know, and like. Thor, the Guardians, who knows? And then mm-hmm. maybe it's something where we see the end of the movie. They all kind of come together and, you know, we get a shot of like, you know, 67 people right. all in the <laughs> yeah, middle of the I can almost, street somewhere. I can almost see it that they're going to do for Cap. He'll be running around still helping, like doing his thing with his group. But they'll be doing, you know, little side things here and there trying to help. And, it, and he'll have the captain uniform on. And he won't have a code name, but they'll call him the captain. I think they'll say it. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I could see that being the thing. Like they'll say they the could, captain, yeah. and they well, and, and they'll stop at America. They won't say America, but they'll say the captain. Yeah, that could work because, like, if he's doing more of a covert thing, they could add some more black to his uniform, and mm-hmm. then it would sort of be like the MCU version of the captain outfit. So yeah, because he could use could be a little could, reference because his old uniform in Winter Soldier was kind of if you take the colors and just you know put the the black and red in there that could be it right there yeah i mean just yeah definitely give him the i mean and he's in wakanda okay he'll have a vibranium shield i mean it's it's a place of you know yeah it's all over the place they you know if anybody's gonna make you a shield it'll be him yeah so um i can see him running around with the shield with the group kind of doing little things here and there but the official avengers uh, get tackled with dealing with Thanos and his, you know, whoever he has that's going to be, you know, working for him. And I could yeah. see them getting tore, you know, just just messed up because they don't know what they're dealing with. Yeah, like I yeah. could see Vision getting killed. I could see Vision supposedly getting killed or right. supposedly getting and they take the mind transformed, like yeah. it, acting like he's working for Thanos because he takes over the gem. But I mean, they they do a lot of call, like they do a lot of foreshadowing. Like when he said, "I want to eventually learn to control. I want to learn more about the the uh, gem so I can control it." Like you yeah. can see that that would be the scene. He gets his, you know, like he overpowers it and gets in control of himself again. Like I can almost see that. Like I can almost see that scene in in the yeah. second movie. Yeah, you know, like. You know, like everybody, you think everything's bad. Every, you know, like you think that it's the world is done. There's no one that can stop them. And then Captain comes in with the group, and and boom, you know, like and then they rally together, and everybody in their grandma is yeah. running after, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, to fight. Like you just see it. So it's interesting time. I mean, I hope that they. I hope that now that they're worked out a little bit more of a synergy with the TV and movie, they're not, you know, there are different people in place that won't have that, you know, that kind of uh, stressful and uh, work environment. I, I hope that they can kind of throw a little bit more of the movie stuff into the uh, the Netflix shows a little bit. Yeah, I, I wonder, too, if. You know, we we talked about this before, and it it'll kind of lead to our next bit of news. But I think that we're going to see more of the TV stuff migrate to things that just 
won't naturally need to cross with the movies. I, th- yeah. I think I think they're moving. Maybe they found out with Shield. It's like, hey, this is harder than we thought. You know, for a yeah. variety of reasons, for right. political reasons, for logistical reasons, um, and everything else. Like, hey, this whole connected thing. Like we didn't realize we were going to get to three movies a year, and everything we put out was going to make you know five hundred to a billion dollars, and you, you know that that yeah. all this yeah. stuff was going to go on five mm-hmm. six shows on the air at once. Yeah, right. yeah, and that you know you're writing the movie two years before you know before it hits or two and a half years before it hits the theater, which doesn't give you any time to know if you have to write it into a TV show that that TV show is even going to still be on the air or what where that show is going to be you know i I, th- I think they just didn't realize that I, yeah, honestly, i mean the comics even when they do big event crossovers in the comics that's one medium and even those have all sorts of you know wacky continuity issues sure. sometimes oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. so of course these cross platforms i mean if we consider netflix and and tv separate you know mm-hmm. we've essentially got three three separate content streams that have all sorts of different schedules and different right. people involved. And yeah, I mean, as much as I wish it could all be this like gloriously unified world, it's, um, yeah, yeah it's just, there's, there's no way it's possible unless they set that up from the very beginning. Like, well, even when once. we, even when we get to Luke Cage, I think some little thing that I think could have made Luke Cage even better worth because they held back on things they could have used from from agents of shield i think and they just didn't they didn't use it like there's so like there's stuff around it like there's so many things you can do people getting a hold of the list all these inhumans being activated yeah like you could use like there's just gold no one like they have it and they're not using it yeah i think the other that surprises me more then, then even so, I think th- the other thing too is I think they thought Sh- Agents of Shield was going to be a much bigger hit than it was, yeah. Um, because Avengers was such an over. I mean, I don't even think they they uh, they realized that the Avengers movie was going to be as big of a hit as it was. Mm-hmm. And then I think when they spun the show off, they thought, well, you know, geez, this movie made uh, all the money, so right. this TV sh- everybody's going to watch this TV show. And what they found was people don't care about the TV show. <laughs> Um, they just they just don't. I mean, the viewers aren't there, and I think that kind of you know put a wrinkle in, in it. Uh, you know, as, as much mm-hmm. as all the other stuff that we talked about, but I, I'm much more surprised, like you were saying, Daryl, that the Netflix universe doesn't tie into the Agents of Shield universe more because it's all under the banner of ABC TV. I mean, right? You know, it's Jeff it's Loeb. on. It's yeah, it, it's all Loeb and. And Perlmutter and, you know, all those. I mean, it's it's all that chain of command. And, it, it, again, ABC Studios. I mean, it, it it's on Netflix, but it's produced by ABC Studios. So yeah. it, it's kind of bizarre that that doesn't meld better. Like, I would expect that. Because, again, same cycles for the most part, you know, from a production standpoint that the Netflix stuff would have as the shields as agents of shield would have where you're, you know, writing about the same time in advance and you're scheduling and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause they shield even on... had like daredevil, you know, little Easter egg. So it, it clearly yeah. shows that they, they sync up in some way in terms right. of the writing. Yeah. So they like, you look at Luke Cage darker too. So mm-hmm. you look, they, you look at Luke Cage and I'm like, you have a dude with 
enhanced strength and all that, and he's running around in New York, and it and publicly you would think like, there's all no over TV, right? And you would think that there was nobody else around, like all these inhumans that have been activated. You can't tell me that people haven't hired some of them, like they've come out of this thing, and not everybody is a good guy. Exactly. Got that's the, a great. Yeah. That's a great point. Like they're, they're some petty, you know. Crook. I mean, in the comics, when inhumanity happened, that's that's exactly what happened. A bunch of crooks and criminals became inhumans too. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And and New York would be, you know, lousy with inhumans. You know? Everywhere you could hide, yeah. like you, but you could like there'd be you could have uh, mercenaries out there, meta, you know, uh, enhanced yep. mercenaries. You could have enhanced muscle bodyguards like everybody would want yeah or even just it being on the news like why i mean look at the types of things that circulate the news right now right imagine if like a virus i mean look at how zika people freak out about zika Mm -hmm. imagine if there Mm -hmm. was a zika that turned you into a mutant you know like right like i just i can't imagine how the entire world wouldn't be going crazy about this and yet you know, every other instance, nobody even brings it up, which. Yeah. 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 And I, if I got money, like, I'm like, okay, you, you, this dude is running around beating up all my guys because he has all this power. Get me somebody <laughs> with abilities. Get me, get me some other dudes. Get, you know, yeah. like, I, we know it's publicly known about these inhumans. So get me some of them. Yeah. You know, the like, hire me some. It's talking about the president's having, right. you know, like, press conferences talking about them the president of the united like exactly you know, it's and like barack would've... obama goes on tv and he's like hey there's people they've got alien exactly. dna they've got superpowers and then exactly <laughs> like... and they wouldn't be on the list because of course they're criminals they would of course they wouldn't sign yeah they, right. they, the only, they, the only they, thing i can think of is maybe the timeline is different like maybe that's one justification for it is like hey all these netflix shows happen before you know, season two of that's Age what of I was Shield say. or something like that. I have no that's idea. That's the only when justification. Maybe, yeah. but even with that, <sighs> like, when does Luke Cage take place? Because it's after it's definitely Daredevil. after Jessica Jones. Yeah, definitely after, after Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones mm-hmm. which is definitely but, after Daredevil season one. Right, right. But we remember that when Daredevil first came out, nobody was really even sure when that took place. Right. Yeah. Like it seemed like. It was 2015, yet it seemed like maybe the Avengers had just happened. So maybe I think with the construction, it's like a year after the event, meaning the end of Avengers one. Right. So they were talking about the construction. So that would be what 2014, then 2013, because Avengers was 2012, right? Right. So that okay. So that's 2013. That's two years before it comes out. Then the next season seems to take place almost a few weeks after the first one somehow yeah maybe so because they mention that because the kingpin episode right we see mm-hmm, how right. long he's in jail he's only in jail for like three months right right. right 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 so the entirety of the season two of daredevil is still maybe taking place in 2013 like that's that's what i don't because it doesn't make sense that then if that's the case because i i kept assuming Shielded, dismantled by the time Luke Cage is like not uh, is not uh, allowed to just you know run around. They're underground yeah. by then right. because I can't see them doing what they. I can't see Luke Cage doing what he's doing and 
Shields not coming down and, and stopping him. The other thing is, there's still like the dude is on the corner selling copies of the in- like his filming of the incident, right? And I would think like if that was four years ago, people Shut would be down. like over it like right, that, yeah. exactly you, and then, you know it's like okay yeah that happened four years ago dude like anybody who wants to buy that is, is has right. has done it and they right. haven't you know they still talk about the incident they don't talk about anything else like mm-hmm. they don't talk about sokovia they haven't talked about you know the, exactly. the, the, the registry they haven't talked about anything else to give it context the only thing they put in context when they talk about the other stuff is the incident you know, which is the, right. the invasion. Like, that's the only thing they give context to. And the rock. So, and the meteor rock or whatever. Because they use the, they make the bullet out of in, in Luke Cage. Remember they call well, it something? They, they call it Chitauri metal, I thought. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought right. So they made it's still it out from of the, armor from there. Right. Like, still from, yeah, still from the. Well, right. The yeah, exactly. The, right. That's a substance that's been sitting around for like four years or something. Yeah. And, well, and then the other thing is. Uh, earlier this year on S.H.I.E.L.D., when Daredevil came out, there's a reference on S.H.I.E.L.D. to Hell's Kitchen. Yep. Like, on, you know, on fire. So then that tells us that season two of Daredevil happened in 2016 because S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely, mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like lined up. We know S.H.I.E.L.D. is because it reacts to everything. So right. Right. I wish Marvel would just put out a damn timeline. timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Because it I doesn't agree. make, it, it's a mess. I mean, it seems like they do. They're working so hard to work around each other. Like I, I would just. Yeah. I think because of that relationship that they have with the TV, I think that they would have. Because I, I really truly believe, like as as, I don't think Agent Carter was a bad show, but I truly truly believe that if they had done a more connected show showing her building Shield from the ground up. And in and actually and they you know kind of can in the Captain America movies they can even refer to it a little bit of stuff that she's done, if a little bit it could be a five second thing. If they had done that, I think that the show would still be going on now. I think people tuned in, and I think people who loved the movies and loved that character when they watched that season, I heard a lot of them say it didn't feel like it was important to me, like it didn't feel important yeah. when I watched it, and they and they. It's kind of drifted off from the show. I I think they lean too heavily into a woman in a man's world thing. Too you know, much, like, yeah. Like you know, they they were just trying to prove like she's as good as a man, mm-hmm. and and this is her her journey as opposed to hey, this person is a leader, and this right. is how she builds this thing, which I think would have achieved the same goals without. Uh, you, you know, I, I think it it just became. Like a like a plot from mm-hmm. both seasons, the misogyny became a plot point in both seasons. Right. Where you had the people that just kind of were against her because she was a woman, mm-hmm. and I think if she was the boss, I guess it's a double edged sword, right? Because if she's the boss and she's building it, then she's not in the field as much, or the perception is she's not in the field. I don't know. I mean, well, she right. built, yeah. they could have done it. Like when you saw that video in the extras, you know, like of them uh, basically him bankrolling it. Uh, Tony's father bankrolling the whole thing for S.H.I.E.L.D. There's no reason why they couldn't. Like, they've done the, the whole thing of her being stuck in that office, but she got out that office the last, you know, the the in that first season. Right. When people came back to the show and saw that she was in another place where she was being impeded and not being allowed to be 
you know. Yeah, it was kind of a repeat. That was people were basically saying. I had people tell asking me because they know I'm you know in the comics stuff. They were like, "When is she gonna? (laughs) When is she gonna get Shield going? Like, I'm wait. I want that. Like, when is when is that happening? What is going on? Like, I don't care. She's in." California. I think they thought it would it would last more seasons and that they could like make that a slow burn story. But I think in retrospect, they're probably thinking, you know, damn, we should have just like got on with that. Because there's so much you could have threw in. Keep it a yeah. short season, like keeping it a short like uh, Agent Carter should have been miniseries, a, a miniseries each each yeah. year. And you could you could throw a lot of the world building for shield in that and then whatever movie that they do if they choose to they could pull a little bit from what she did you know like maybe a case that she worked on or yeah whatever it is you could totally have done that and i think that people would have connected with a little bit more it's just it's just sad because even the show that she went to do it it got canceled already yeah you know so it's just it's just disappointing that they won't like it's 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 so weird, like they do with Marvel's Agents of Shield, where Mockingbird you, they lose the show, they're not going to do it, but then they just let the actors just go. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even want to think about how <laughs> how disappointing that is that the two of them are gone. So, uh, kind of moving moving on. So yeah, um, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a long way from there. Yeah. Just to wrap that up real quick, mm. did you guys both see it in three D? Yeah. No. I, I saw it IMAX 3D. Uh, the IMAX was amazing. Um, I, I we I wasn't sure about it, and I I looked up, and apparently a big chunk of the film was actually filmed in IMAX. Yeah, um, I think an hour, over an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I saw it in that, and it, it was pretty pretty amazing. It, it looked it looked really good. I, I've still only seen it once, um, thanks to life getting in the way but um yeah same here yeah but it yeah, was a chance to see but it, it was yeah, amazing i mean it was uh i i recommend seeing it that way it yeah it definitely was the best way to see it i mean it's and i've heard this from other people that are not big on 3d and and kind of lukewarm even on the marvel stuff and they're like yeah this is what 3d was made for like yeah. this kind of movie is what you need to pay the extra money to see it in that format and yeah, I, I have a friend who swears against 3D, and he he was like forced to see it that way because it was like the only option available. And he was like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him praise like 3D before. So, yeah, I I I didn't see it in 3D, and I still didn't mind it. Like all the visuals still worked for me. Um, oh sure, I didn't have any problems with it. I, I enjoyed. I wear glasses, so it, it's kind of annoying to do the the two. You know? Yeah, my son's the same in the right. same boat. Yeah. And it depends on the theater. Like some of them, some of the glasses are a little more friendly to if you yeah. wear glasses. Exactly. And some of them are are just a nightmare. So yeah, I think it helped that you know, like a lot of 3D movies, I think look bad because they're so dark. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's just really difficult to like see things. But right. I, what I liked about Doctor Strange is you know most of the events happen like in broad daylight, which I appreciate. So you can you can pay attention to like what's happening and see who's where yeah. and it, it helped the 3d and everything. So it didn't I've, become, I, like blurry, you know? Yeah. I've mentioned this before and John and I have talked about it a lot, but we both have 3d TVs at home and I prefer in most cases, not in all cases, but in most cases I prefer 3d in my, in, in my house as opposed to the theater. Cause 
a your TV projects much brighter right. uh, than your typical screen. And then typically what I do is when I'm watching a 3D movie is I crank up the brightness to compensate. So mm-hmm. uh, and then I crank it back down when I'm when I don't have the glasses on. So I usually get a better and I'm sitting dead center right in front of of the TV. I'm not off to an angle or anything like that. I've got like right. the perfect viewing experience. You control um, it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was saying I, I bought the uh, 3D version of The Force Awakens recently and it. And I saw it in 3D in the theater, mm-hmm. uh, one of the five times I saw it or whatever. And it was okay, um, but the 3D effect at home was really, really sharp. I mean, they really did a good job on that. So it's it could be hit or miss. Like I said, I tend to, I, I think just because of, of the control, I, I prefer to to watch it at home. But, uh, but yeah, interesting. Um, so kind of staying on the, we talked about connection to movies and TVs. Uh, the first bit of news that I wanted to talk about is something that broke a, a, a while ago, and just because uh, we haven't had a chance to record, and then the last episode uh, John and I did, we we focused on Doctor Strange and didn't talk any news. Um, but it's been announced that they're going to show an Inhumans. Uh, Marvel's going to do an Inhumans series. It's going to be, I guess, eight parts or eight hours, uh, depending on how they show it on t- on television. The first two episodes are going to premiere ahead of time exclusively in IMAX. Uh, and then event, and then I think two weeks later, it's it's going to show up on ABC in September. Uh, you know, it, it, in the typical start of the fall TV season. Yeah, um, it's and, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. is when it hits theaters. Yeah, and that it's it's going to be this is the Inhumans. Uh, the, now the, they're also saying, well, this doesn't preclude them from doing a Marvel uh, Inhumans movie. That's mm-hmm. still uh, technically out there but just not on the docket but the word is this is going to be the inhuman royal family so this is going to be black bolt it's going to be medusa it's going to be crystal i mean they haven't named those characters specifically but they did say officially it will be the inhuman royal family so i think that unless they are going to get top tier talent uh, that the likelihood of this making the jump to the big screen is probably not very likely no Um, no no way but on the other hand, it's only eight episodes. So mm-hmm. the likelihood yeah. of, of them, they could more than likely get better talent because it's just a limited thing. Yeah. And um, the IMAX is, is producing entirely the first two episodes. So IMAX yeah. is paying for the first two. So right. it's interesting though, because I think they're kind of trying to figure out how to do this in the model that, um, like the sci-fi channel has done this and other BBC shows have done it where they share the cost of a lot of these of the shows sure, They keep sure. them short. And then they say, you know, and by sharing costs, you could do a little bit more. Yeah. With I think it's, shows. I, I think it's smart. Like 22, as much as I'll tune in every week to a 22, 23 episode show, mm-hmm. it, you know, like at least a third of it is filler. And sure. I, I think you can right. make a much better show. The Netflix series have shown that if you if you just keep it a little tighter, you know. Well, so, we even on the DC TV podcast, we've talked about uh, uh, a lot of times we've we've talked about where weaker shows like Legends of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I think that yeah. show. I think they it hurts them that they can't do the things that they the budget the budget has to be a certain amount and I think it hurts the show and yeah, the storytelling definitely. of the show so definitely. and I always thought why can't it be something if they could just do a set amount like you know 10 episodes 
and use the budget that they would have used to do 22 and just use it for the and give the more money to the 10. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. did. You know, the first season they had the 16, and that was the idea, even though it still didn't show. It still didn't show. And then, this, and then this season they bumped it up to 20. So it's like, well, now it's just like every other one of those shows. And it's right. like, how are you going to do a, a time travel show with a, you know, a weekly TV budget? It's, yeah, it's. Well, and, and you couple that with, I mean, not to get too far down that tangent, but you couple that with a lot of the criticism I think of Arrow was it was too long for for 22 yeah. episodes or 23 episodes was way too long to go through that whole Damien Dark, you know, yeah. uh, and then the flashback stuff as well, like mm-hmm. 23 yeah. episodes or of that. Rachel it was, cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it was too long in that if you could have had like a tight 14 episode season of one and an eight or nine episode season of the other, you're still producing 22, 23 episodes, but you know, you're splitting it off. And I think it helps too. I mean, obviously it didn't help in the ratings with Agents of Shield, but we saw that at least from a continuity standpoint, mm-hmm. it's it felt like it flowed better when they did the first part of Agents of Shield. They mm-hmm. went on their fall break. It was a solid block of Agent Carter, and then they came back and did a solid block of Agents of Shield. And yeah. so you don't have this weird like, is it on this week? Is it off this week? Is it on this week? Is it off this week? Oh no, it's off two weeks in a row. Oh wait, no, yeah. it's back for yeah. a week and then it's gone for two months. And- yeah, and the, the Arrowverse is is really rough because now they got four shows and like one week one of them will be off and another one won't. Right, you just never know. And like I have to go look up like, okay, which one should I be watching to like make sure I don't spoil another one? <laughs> like, well, just, yeah, they so messy. They haven't done that. They they haven't linked it too much, especially like in, until they do no, this the four right, part they, crossover. Right, right, right. They haven't, but so you they, know what I mean. It's still yeah, just right. a little like you feel like you have to watch them like in order almost. So it just becomes a little like. No, I get yeah, and I think if they're smart, they should make it that way. But you have to punch up the writing on on one of the shows. You can't have a weak one. If you're gonna make me, re- it's like comics. If you're gonna make me want to read. Uh, three different comics that are intertwined in that universe, you better make sure that all three are strong. So I don't feel like I'm getting cheated when I, yeah, when yeah, I go to because buy I mean, that other one. Yeah, I mean, my I my wife stopped watching everything but Flash because she just like can't, she just like isn't into any of them anymore. And it's like, well, she she was only hanging on for so long because they're all connected. And it's just like, I bet there's so many people out there who don't even tune into one of them, uh, you know, or they watch Arrow, but they don't watch Flash or, or something like oh, that. There's, Just, yeah, there's plenty of yeah. that. Like, I, yeah, and I know so. Arrow has gotten better, I think, because they've realized that, you know, well, it hurt them when Flash came out and it did so well because it, everybody jumped to do Flash. Yeah. yeah, and it left everybody else. Uh, and I think that this, the team just wasn't ready, and everybody jumped to do the Flash stuff. But it's done a lot better with that. But I think one of the things I think it's really good that um, that made Daredevil season two so much better than Daredevil, Daredevil season one was that instead of having one long show, you know, like one long season of him constantly having to deal with this bad, this one particular bad guy, which was Kingpin, they broke it up into almost arcs like like four partners or five partners and that made it feel it made it feel a lot less 
of a uphill, <laughs> you know, battle to to watch this stuff because it, it gets to the point where oh, I get close to Kingpin and I don't get close to Kingpin and I, you know, I'm almost going to find out what's going. Then I have to pull back. Now you had it where it was him dealing with Punisher for four, and then him, you know, dealing with uh, Elektra for four, and then you know when other stuff was happening for another three episodes, and then everything came together at the last part, and I think. When we get to discussing Luke Cage a little bit, that and and Jessica Jones, they have issues with pacing just like the DC TV shows do too. I think I, I think I, Luke I think Luke Cage especially. I I yeah. really it, it felt it sort of did a weird version of of what Daredevil did and that it was telling one long story mm-hmm. and yet it still felt like there's a split in the middle, like. As I was, you know, like watching it again a second time, there was definitely a point where I was like, "Okay, I'm done with the part I really liked, and I'm not really interested in like watching the 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 next part a second time." Yeah. And I mean, we, I, I, we can get in get into that later, but yeah, I, I think there's sort of like a line that gets drawn in the middle of Luke Cage where mm-hmm. the story's still the same, so it still has that drag you're talking about, right. but then the tone and the plot shifts a little so it's sort of like the worst of both worlds in some ways i think and that's the problem of a of a a superhero show period is when i don't think they have enough bad guy they have enough enemies to deal with like they gotta i think that they should have more you know they should have have different bad guys and different threats and i don't think they should always have to have a big bad looming over the entire season i don't know why that has to be yeah i think that's why shield kind of i think works a lot of the times is that especially focuses on a lot of smaller threats but yeah like this season we have we don't really have like a big bad and even if we do it's not someone like even if you consider you know the this week's episode you know Mm. if you consider the villain of that our big bad it took seven episodes to even get there you know and it's like and it's less of it being one big bad and more of it being this has really been a season that's an aftermath of all the crap that had the movies yeah yeah Yeah. it's a bunch of little threats that they face and there's 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 overarching plots but Mm -hmm. clean up a lot of cleanup exactly and i I think it i wonder I wonder if Smallville is a little bit to blame for some of this because that was like the big criticism for Smallville for like the first four or five seasons was it's just freak of the week. It's meteor, you know, meteor freak after meteor freak after meteor freak. And there's nothing that kind of pulls together. Like you could watch, you know, the joke was always you could watch the first episode and the last episode and then, you know, and then move on like that. Everything in the middle was just kind of fluff. And then towards the end, they kind of, you know, they brought Zod in. He was like the big bad for a season. And I think that the show started to kind of critically get better. And you know how it is in, you know, Hollywood, TV, whatever. Like once they figure out a formula of what doesn't work and then what does work, then it's like that's it. Everything has to be just like this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Marvel's guilty of that for sure, sure within their sure. within their own world. Yeah. Yeah, so, they, yeah, yeah. I wonder, you know, it's 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 almost like everything is like they they move the lever all one way or all the other. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 need to know, like, hey, you know, sometimes you're going to come up with a storyline, and 22 episodes is really cool to tell it, and then you know sometimes you could just you know three or four, and then move on. You know, um, 
You know, well, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be one or the other. Right. This inhuman thing is really going. I, I'm really curious to see what it happens, because I think the response to how they're going to do this will be telling for what other shows like like Arrow yeah. caused like because of what they were able to do with Arrow that allowed uh, that that told Marvel that we could do superhero movie uh, TV shows as well as movies as well. and and it you know we can do more yeah. we can I think that if it wasn't for Arrow and Flash we wouldn't have had the Netflix you know them okay no, in that deal yeah, like so everything yeah. helps yeah. each other like they all yeah. help each other and when they oh, for something sure. yeah. succeed then it could help the next so I hope that with the smaller See, because nobody's thinking the humans is going to work. Like that is the underdog yeah. right now because of what's <laughs> kept happening, all the pushing back of the yeah. the movies and and what's going on with Age of Shield and all that. If they could make this work and do the short season where you're going to have uh, a lot of multi-powered, in you know, characters running around, if they can make that work on that budget. And and having the joint thing that will definitely, I think it would it would be something for DC and Warner Brothers and to make them go yeah. well. What? Well, maybe we can do that instead of having these long seasons for everything. We can just break some stuff up and have shorter seasons and do other shows. And yeah, and, I, yeah. I hope so. And I hope yeah. And you know maybe it'll make DC, you know, try some other content. That's somewhere such between par- the quality of the shows and the movies. Yeah, it's such a paradigm shift for television. Like, cable television has figured it out. Like, networks like AMC, TNT, yeah. USA, mm-hmm. um, FX, like, they seem to figure it out, right? It's like, yeah. you, you have some seasons, I know we're going way off book, but this is a, a good conversation, so <laughs> I want to keep at it. Um they're able to take like look at Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. as an example. You know, typically twelve, thirteen episode seasons. Sometimes they do ninety minute episodes. Sometimes right. it's sixty minute episodes. Sometimes it's seventy one minute episodes. They play with that format a little bit, and we see it with even mm-hmm. with The Walking Dead. Same way, like we'll get a ninety minute episode right. here and there. We see it with Game of Thrones. Like yeah. sometimes it's it's forty two Be- minutes. Sometimes because it's those old minutes. guys, I think TV has been even with the strides that TV have made so far the the slowest to change are is network television and yeah, those yeah, old yeah. heads that constantly are stuck in the same mode of how we do TV. This is what we do with TV. What do you mean we yep. don't do like every t- they have to fight tooth and nail. And what happens is I think with cable is these are mavericks. Cable is we don't have that much money. We don't have the the backing. We don't have the affiliates that the other people have. You pretty much have to do it like an indie, and so that means you have to take chances. You have to do other things. People are, are quicker to, to try other ideas, and they and now it's been paying off in in cable, and now network is playing catch up, trying to yeah. kind of yeah for sure duplicate the same process and, and they streaming's doing the same thing as cable and so. stream, like yeah. this world like when people complain i've earlier i've discussed this with, with a buddy of mine where we were talking about the the whole thing with superhero movies um people feeling like if there's too many is too much and it's it's hurting cinema and tv and all that and i would say actually it's not because there are so many more avenues now that we didn't have before with Hulu and yeah. Amazon and iTunes is even doing direct to, to iTunes 
films and stuff and TV shows and all these different things are trying to get in this, you know, trying to get in, in, in this thing of making shows and movies and all that kind of stuff that they, it, I think there's more content that, and there, and there's different ways to tell these stories. And I think the more cable pushes the envelope and takes chances and gets rewarded for doing it, I think other people like even with walking dead, when the guy that was in charge of Walking Dead before tried to tell the Walking Dead story in that same tired old way of we just have to slow down the plot. We have to, you know, we have to take all this time to do. And the audience was like, no, we don't need to do that. We, we want we want zombies. We want stuff happening. We want things going on. And the, and when they took him off the show, the ratings got even better. So, I mean, you know, like they have kind of made people have to really change how they how they uh tell their stories now and i think it's it's the people that do tell that indie style of of of, uh, storytelling those are the ones who are getting hired and giving chances to do these shows and movies and all that stuff like the the guy in showtime hbo i mean i mean all the stuff that they're stars with uh american gods i mean yeah all this stuff happening now uh every time something works everyone's staring to see how they did it and to see they can can do it even better and i think supergirl got better this season and it's still the way to go and i think supergirl got better i think all four of those shows got better this season they all all did yeah i think they all did but there's still some things that they could do to tighten up. So there's oh, still yeah. some, <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. some, some, there's some TV tropes that they don't have to always do. Yes. Right. And super. It, I mean, at least they're not Gotham, you know, I like <laughs> Gotham doesn't Sorry. care. I like Gotham. Yeah. Gotham doesn't, once you take it out of your head, you're never going to get Batman. <laughs> and we don't care serious. about your previous. Gotham me. <laughs> well, Gotham we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> what it is so like it's it's you know it's just it's just doing whatever they want to do and if people like it they like it and they're watching it and and people that don't you know they fell off already they're not going to come back and watch the show so it's funny in in some respects they've kind of taken on they've embraced the new method of storytelling where where it's like we have to make things you know it's not the old days where it's just sitcoms and hour-long dramedies right Mm -hmm. Or, or dramas you know, where you had like ER, where you could just come in and watch an episode of ER, and it doesn't right. matter for the most part what happened. You could watch Magnum PI, hmm. MacGyver, you know, I mean, the A Team. I mean, pick uh-huh. your, you know, one hour TV show. Like, there's nothing really to connect one episode to the next. Like, they're just independent right. stories. So they started to kind of take that cable model of let's tell an overall narrative. Yep. But they haven't gotten the, the clue that. You don't need to make it 20 – well, I mean it used to be 26 episodes now and then it was 24. Now it's 22. Like you don't have to to make it that. Like find a way to, to kind of break that stuff up and it, mm-hmm. and it just seems like ratings keep going down like in general. I mean yeah, we talk you know all the time about how the ratings for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are terrible. Right. It even shows you know, like CW is praising you know some of these shows because they're at a 1 or a 1.1 1. 1 where yeah. right. you know – Twenty years ago, that that show would have been canceled after ten minutes. Like, oh yeah, they would look yeah. at that and be like, yeah. and 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 some of these shows, even in the threes and fours, like that was that was cutoff material. Yeah, and and now they're just like you know, it, you're a rating success, and it's it's just like I feel like if if broadcast television doesn't do something to figure that out, mm-hmm. it, it like 
what we're going to have left is going to be nothing because the advertising money is just not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, when, you, when your shows aren't, aren't don't have eyeballs on right. them. Well, and that's the other thing is I think the way that shows – I mean we can get a whole thing with the Nielsens and everything else. I, th- I think the way that that is looked upon is a flawed model mm-hmm. in today's, in today's oh, market as well. Of course. Yeah. I mean I well, think let, what you're – oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna, well, go ahead. Go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll go after you. Well, well I was just going to say I, you know, your point of the, you know, the ratings keep dropping. I, I think when you have these 20-something episode series, it doesn't really – even though we've now got serialized storytelling instead of episodic storytelling, it still doesn't encourage a lot of people to tune in because it's like, well, if I miss this one, there's another one. It's it's less precious. So if you if you did have more of these shows like the British model or like the cable and streaming model where, you know, it's it's 13, 10, eight episodes, something like that, then you're encouraging viewers like, OK, we, we have to tune into every episode like each one is going to be action-packed great writing great acting it's going to have you know if we miss one we're going to be completely behind on the next episode if i miss an episode of arrow or even shield which i think has you know i think the cw shows are more episodic a little more like freak of the week Mm -hmm. than something like shield but even then you could miss an episode and not be completely lost the next time you know whereas if you missed an episode of like game of thrones or you know, something like that, you'd have no idea what was going on the next episode. So I think by shortening it up, you encourage people to like actively participate in the show more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There, there is a world, there is a superhero world that is built. That's not capes and cows, but it's a superhero world and it's called the Chicago series. All the Chicago series from Chicago oh, fire, yeah. Chicago yeah. med, PD, all of that. It is. I watch those shows, and it's a freaking superhero universe. You know, like they're they're they do overall they do arcs that cross over into other shows. They have uh, leaders of everybody's a team. You would think there's like the mutants, the, the cops, and the, the, <laughs> the Justice League is the the Chicago the firemen the med is a is like the the defenders or whatever like they work that way like you all these stories and how they've connected if the CW could work that could could can kind of get the shows working that well because I don't know how they do it on NBC I don't know how he is able to uh, Dick Wolves is able to get these shows working the way that they do, but they are in full sync. You have people going from uh, that's in the the fire, the Chicago Fire. They're they're they'll be in uh, you know a couple of scenes of, of PD. They'll be in a couple of scenes of Chicago Med, and you never hear about any problems. You never hear about any uh, problems having the shows come out on time and 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 having delays or anything like if they could do that with those shows and they have just as much with the you know with having to work out stunts and and fx and uh technical stuff and all that and they're running around a whole city doing that kind of casting and and, and shooting and all that kind of stuff you can't tell me they can't do that uh with the CW. Like if you really have someone organized and how he runs it, I really think that they could, they could create a world like that where they could have flash be in episodes or whatever. And it doesn't feel like you have to, you're missing anything. Like when they're, when they cross over into different shows, they don't make you say you have to watch that episode of, of fire or PD 
to understand why this character's in the show. It just so happens, like in a comic book, where Spider-Man happens to swing in the neighborhood when Tony Stark is giving a a talk at a college or something, and then they happen to get into an adventure and stuff like that. There's no... You can do stuff like that. You don't have to hold back on that. And and they've got people who are watching all these shows who could be the same people that say they will never watch a superhero show. But they sit there and they watch all these Chicago shows and they tweet about these Chicago shows and they have Chicago show t-shirts and all types of, and they go to these conventions when these actors are there and they love this stuff. It's the same thing as us when we go to comic book conventions or or watch these movies and, and we like these movies. It's the same thing. It's just that they don't think of it that way because it's not that, but it's the same format. Like you have these characters where everyone knows each other and, and the chief and the, and the head of the police and all that kind of stuff. It's all there. It's, it's, it's its own interconnected universe and they're all going out having these adventures and then sometimes they team up and then sometimes they don't that's it yeah cool so do you think do you guys think that with this inhuman series i mean at first we didn't realize we didn't know it was eight parts they just said hey the first two episodes are going to be done right. via imax mm-hmm. and then it's going to premiere on abc do you think that it's a it's a lock that agents of shield is done after season four or do you think or do you think do you think doing the Inhuman show? Do you think there's any connection between that and maybe Agent Shield going away? Or do you think that you know it's just the ratings are going to take care of that? And and or do you think there's still hope that that they'll they'll go they'll coincide with each other? I think they'll surprise me if this show makes it. If if Agent Shield gets another season, I I and I hope it does. But I I yeah I, I want really it to said the same. Yeah, I, I want it to. It, it, it's an interesting thing because when you look at it at the one hand, we've been, you know, assuming that every season would be the last season of shield. Mm-hmm. And now that they've got this inhumans thing, it's like you're saying it sort of gives them maybe a little bit of an out because obviously ABC wants a Marvel show. Like they want that some piece of that Marvel pie. It, you know, it's obviously it's Disney's main network. So of course, you know, they want to have something on there, but by being only eight episodes, we know that that's going to be the fall. So if Shield's canceled, that's nothing for the entire spring for ABC with Marvel. So I don't know. It brings up an interesting thing because maybe if there was another show in the pipeline, Damage Control, the John Ridley Project, something mm-hmm. that that would maybe fill in that gap. They're not even saying anything anymore I know, about that John I know. Ridley Project. Yeah, no. So at this point, I just wonder... Is it too late, and are we maybe going to see a, a another season of Shield just because Marvel wants to keep an ABC presence? Or I, right. I, I really wouldn't be surprised either way. Like I want to say it'll definitely be canceled, but I think there's that little glimmer of it sticking around because yeah. Marvel, ABC just hasn't figured out another project to take its place, and Inhumans won't be it because that's going to leave the entire spring. Uh, you know, open without a Marvel show, right? And, yeah. and, and if think, Inhumans fails, then 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 they've got nothing for 2018. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right. but they, see, but like the response that Ghost Rider got from people, it got such a positive response. I don't know if it showed in the ratings, but it, it, it didn't really. Which is but, weird. But there is such talk and such like of people who hated this show like totally hate this show 
they're talking about this show because of Ghost Rider. That got them to even to even talk about the show. And right. And if chance. that can't if that can't save it, then you know, like and it makes me think, wow, it it would be something if they could at least give them another season and maybe add some other vigilantes to the show have a little bit more because it, it was embraced when they had someone with abilities. So, you know, like uh, someone like Ghost Rider. So imagine if they threw some other, uh, they don't have to be, you know, they don't have to have powers that are hard to, or expensive to use, but just some type of costumed individuals yeah. working with yeah. shield. Like they could do it. They did. They, yeah. No reason or, why or, they can't. or they have one little cameo, you know, Colson pops up in a Netflix show or something. Just, you know, like something where one of these bigger audiences can mm-hmm. be, they can let one of these other audiences know, like, hey, we've we've got this show going on and we have our stamp right. of approval on it. But like, right. I think a lot of audiences think, OK, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, it's already proven that it's not going to be a place where like Tony Stark pops up on an episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And the movies and the Netflix shows now have also proven hey, you're never going to see any of these S.H.I.E.L.D. people on it. So it's sort of like, it makes it seem like Marvel isn't proud of it in a way. And I wonder if a lot of people are just thinking like, well, if Marvel doesn't even bother to like connect any of these, like even the Netflix shows can't even have an appearance from S.H.I.E.L.D., then Mm -hmm. it's probably not important enough for me to like tune in. Or even worse, there's probably people who think it's not even a show anymore and think it was canceled a long time ago, you know? So. I think I, if they could I, give it some legitimacy, even something little, then maybe that would help. But but barring that, I don't I don't see the state changing. Right. But yeah. why make Shield public if you're not gonna like? Why even do the season of making Shield public again? I know it's if just you're not gonna do anything with it. I, I mean, just feel I like it I, should exist in another world at this point. It just yeah. I think I think sometimes they. I think it's like well, we need to move on. We need to keep moving forward because. Maybe they thought moving it to the later time slot, adding in Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. those things would boost the ratings. And I think at this yeah. point they felt, okay, even if it creeps back up to the 1.2, 1.3, that's enough to keep it around. And so it didn't need – honestly, it doesn't really need that much of a bump for them to keep it. Yeah. Um, and it is – but it, I mean it's better. Like I mean I, no, no, I no personally question. think yeah. like both of those moves have made for a better show – no question. I'd argue than any of the other seasons. Like I think it's mm-hmm. weirdly yeah. a sh- like out of all these superhero shows we're talking about. I mean, maybe besides the Netflix ones, but we only have Daredevil as an example with two seasons. But you know, I think it's continually gotten better and better and improved. And it's sort of like this. I feel like we're screaming into the void, telling people like it's good. You should be watching this. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. It, I think two things will happen. I think. One, they're going to do this in human show. They'll give it eight episodes. It's possible based on early ratings that they could do another full order. Like for whatever reason, if this thing takes off, we've seen it with other shows. Right. They'll give it a 10 episode order. And right. then depending on how the first few go, then they say, OK, we're going to order, you know, the back the back 12 or the back 13 or whatever. Or give it a give it an 18. They could. I mean, that's what happened 16. with Supergirl so, kind of. So. Yeah. So yeah. so that that's possible. That could happen. Uh, I think that maybe what they say is, OK. We're going to do this for eight episodes. We're getting a little bit of a budget break because IMAX is kicking in for the first two episodes. So we'll give S.H.I.E.L.D. a fifth season, 13-episode order to just kind of sew everything up mm-hmm. and then and then be done with it. Or if, if the ratings continue to slide or, or hold, 
then I think they 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 wrap up Agents of Shield, and then they take because you know it, it's still we've got nine months right I mean or ten right. months until September. They could easily put something else in the pipeline, and I think if they do, I think if they put another show in, it's going to be something that's very disconnected from. I think it's going to be more like the net the Netflix where. It, it you'll know it's Marvel because it's a Marvel property, but I think it's going to be so disconnected where they're just going to it's going to be just a completely different animal where they're like, look, we're not going to fall into the same traps of people expecting this to be, you know, tied into. There's nobody from the movies in this show to tie it back to the movies uh, like we did with Shield and, and Coulson, uh, and and you'll just have something completely different. Yeah, I, I think another interesting thing with this whole Inhumans deal is we're talking about a show that you know half show half movie that's going to be premiering in september that's Mm -hmm. less than a year from now and it was just announced we don't know any of the crew we don't know any of the cast that seems like they're that's uh cutting it pretty close i mean i still think it's going to look like a tv show i mean yeah even even, right i mean for sure but it's um you know I think they want to split the difference. I mean, it's coming right between, you know, Spider-Man in July and Thor mm-hmm. in November. Yeah. It's a two hour IMAX presentation. I mean, you know, I think they want to sell it a little bit like a movie, but you know, we're not even going to be able to get a teaser at this point for at least, right. a, you know, I mean, they've got to cast the entire thing, get sure, writers sure. and showrunner and directors. I mean, do you, do you think that, that they're jumping the gun at all by having it come no. out in September? Uh, no, no. Because, I mean, we look at things like Game of Thrones and typical TV yeah. production. It's not uncommon for a TV show, the first episode or the first two episodes, to get, like, a, a huge budget boost compared to the rest of the episodes of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not uncommon for a, right. for a sure. pilot episode to just have, like, an enormous budget compared to the rest of it. So yeah. I just kind of see it as what this allows them to do is maybe hire better quality actors and then probably just pour more money into special effects, which means instead of this second or third tier effects studio doing your work and it taking whatever it takes, you're going to have this second tier effects studio do your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it probably would take the same amount of time, but just because they have you know more skilled folks or better equipment or right. whatever, they could just they could just do better work. So at I, least I'm for not, the first two. I mean, yeah. I, I would think they'd be on Adlon and they'd, you know, there'd be a yeah. whole lot of stuff going on for the first two episodes and then maybe right. they get thrown on Earth. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. I, I, I think just, some of this too. I just worry like negotiating like actor contracts. If we're talking about bigger actors, like this isn't the second or third, you know, this isn't Game of Thrones where it's another season. I mean, we're talking about right. creating the entire like infrastructure for the show from the ground up. Yeah. Well, I, how much we don't know how much they already had worked on when they kept pushing it back. Yeah, but I mean, we know. I mean, one of the other tiny little things that came out is like, so Vin Diesel is is not involved. No, I, mean, I knew that. Obviously, obviously, TV, yeah, no, that doesn't no, surprise me. But not. you know, I mean, I I just yeah, I don't know. I'm ju- I'm just curious. Um, I'm curious if maybe this shorter timetable is going to prevent them from maybe getting some of the higher caliber talent they could get with mm-hmm. this sort of IMAX co-production thing. But I mean, we'll see. It, it just seems like we're going to have to know something within the next like few months. I mean, cause this is all new. Absolutely. Like, I mean, this yeah. is, this is, uh, this is untried territory for 
to do network in, in IMAX. Exactly. Yeah. So, together. and I mean, if we're talking about September, we're already in December. I feel like the next few months are going to be a flurry of like casting announcements. Yeah, I think this thing has to start shooting by probably March or April at the mm-hmm. latest. Like it's got to it's got to go under lens by then. So Definitely. I would imagine within the next thirty to sixty days, we should probably get some casting announcements. Yeah, yeah I it's bet gonna it's going to do like Star Trek. It's going to do like Star Trek. Like it, you heard yeah. nothing all this time, and I, you know, was wondering what was going on. Delayed, and then now, like you're getting, you know, all these cast members are being named and. And you're getting info right away, so it it probably yeah. be like that. Like we'll get a, probably get a lot more stuff after Christmas. Oh yeah, I think I think once the new year hits, we'll just mm-hmm. get like a flood. I mean, Marvel is doing, and I, I, you know, Marvel's doing a line of Inhuman books. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. They, oh, they it, want them. I mean, they want them to be big. <laughs> Right, and but you know that they knew some going in. They know, you know. Oh, right, right, for thing. sure. Like yeah. they, to some degree, they've been sitting on this for for right. a little bit. Yeah, they've been waiting for the ink to dry. You know, with IMAX. Yeah. Right, Daryl. Do you think? Do you think maybe the Killing Joke was maybe the final straw to put this thing in motion? Because that was one that. So you know, the Killing Joke was a DC property. Mm-hmm. It, it, the DC's been doing these direct to video things for over ten years now. Uh, and you know, started out one a year. Now they're doing two to three a year. But the Killing Joke, they decided to put in like a one. At first, it was just a one day engagement. Yeah, it was just one they expanded day. Expanded it. Yeah. yeah, they did. They had to because it was so. Yeah. they got so much money for the first uh, for the uh, first day that they were like, "Well, we can do a couple more days." Yeah, so it was kind of like almost like overwhelming response to them doing it. And I wonder if. Marvel was kind of seeing that and saying, or IMAX itself, maybe IMAX was saying, look, this could be a gimmick to get people in the theater, just like they do, you know, with Doctor Who and some of the, I guess maybe Doctor Who's an example too, you could, you could point to, but. Yeah, they only you know, do I'm, it with the, yeah, Doctor Who does it every year, but they only do it with the first episode coming back in the season. They yeah. show it in the movie theater for, for a weekend, like a Friday, Saturday, I think. And then or a special, like or a they special. That, they do the Christmas that, that specials one, the hundredth episode or whatever it was. Or yeah, the fiftieth yeah. anniversary episode they they did. But but yeah, I wonder if if that's. I mean, because because again, theaters are another thing that you know are mm-hmm. kind of like a, a you know struggling market, and I wonder you know they're trying to do what's what's relevant. So I, I'm really I think this is a this is an awesome experiment because mm-hmm. I think if this works, this could be a game changer in another way. Like yeah. this could be a way that TV gets past the how do we compete with Netflix? How do we yeah. compete with HBO? How do we compete with Showtime? Um and it's it's you know they you know you produce something that I mean it almost takes you back to like Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers, right back in the seventies, like mm-hmm. those were TV pilots that they ended up putting in the theater. Totally, uh, yeah, and they were you know, built, they and were, they were good because yeah. they were done for the movies first. Like Buck yeah. Rogers and Battlestar Galactica, what you look at the two-hour uh, pilots, those move they were state of the art for that time. Yeah, all that stock footage then they used in every episode. After, it, exactly. After it's that. like you get all that good stuff in those first. Yeah, that's you true. You look you at can, it and you go, why is it so good? And then the rest of it, you, you yeah. see they spent a dollar for the rest of the. Yeah, I mean, yeah. IMAX pays for the costumes. They pay for, you know, the, the set builds and everything Right, else. and this, a lot of that CGI can be reused. The models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you build Lockjaw, you can reuse them for every episode on, you right. know, IMAX has already paid for it, so... Yeah, yeah, I the, mean, the it's, work is in the is in the build out, and then from there, yeah. it's just you know, yeah. it's just maintenance or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, and, exactly. and 
doesn't have to be an expensive show. I mean, I guess Lockjaw has to be CGI. Medusa's hair has to be CGI. You know what probably helped, too, though? Think of that, how well Killing Joke did. Think of how well all those, uh, all the times where they do the, the movies where they play them all day. Where it's oh, like yeah, people, yeah. The, groups the get together. Sure. They do the marathons yeah. and groups get together and, and watch. And I think that movie theaters need more people to go back. Because that's the movie theaters are losing people too, so they need people to make it like an event. And Marvel yeah, yeah. movies are an event, DC movies are an event, Star Wars especially. Like yeah. the people go to the theaters, like that is an event yeah. thing to do. And if they can get more, more of an audience to do that, because people came in Batman dressed up as Batman yeah. and Joker, and it came to the theaters and and droves. So if they could get more people to do that more you know like this is not just a one time a year thing if they can kind of build something out of it i can see imac saying we we could do that like we could we could try to yeah because you're you're not talking like this isn't mass distribution no. a distribution costs have have gone down because it's all digital and it's not film anymore so right. you don't have to physically get prints out but you're, you're not looking to bring in and make a hundred million dollars you don't exactly. have to spend Ha, you know, an equal budget on marketing. Like mm-hmm. these are going to be the diehards that are coming in, and there's enough of them that'll sell these theaters out that'll make enough money. Right. To, they made eight million in a day for just the Killing Joke, and, and that's crazy because yeah. that, that that whole movie probably cost maybe what twenty five, if that, maybe yeah twenty two. Yeah. Plus, you get free marketing all over social media when people are like exactly yeah. talking about yeah. these films. So. Yeah, you're not in 3,500 you know screens on or 3,800 screens on opening day. You're on I don't know what 300, maybe 400. Yeah, about uh, so, that. So again, your your costs are lower from a marketing standpoint. Right. Your yeah. your threshold for what's successful is is way lower. Yeah, and um, people are going to travel. I mean, when you have to tune into a TV show nowadays, especially, there's a tendency and a mindset to be like, oh, I'll catch up with it later. Yep. But if there's people all over the country who are like die hard in humans fans. They're gonna go to an IMAX theater while mm-hmm. this movie's in theater, or you know, while this TV show's in theaters to like experience at least the first two episodes and be like, okay, I've got to see what this is about. Like, yeah, just this is the see. first time yeah. you know, Black Ball and Medusa and everybody are like mm-hmm. on screen. They're gonna be on an IMAX screen. Listen, like, there are gonna be people. This, you know, there will be people that will go in the millions just to hate watch it to see if they mess yeah, it up. Exactly. Oh, because yeah. that you, is you where we're it. in. You that know is, it. That is yeah. the atmosphere we're in. So even Especially movies, next year. Oh yeah. So even movies that are, are announced how bad they will be, people go see them. People are still going yeah. to see. so you, you throw a Marvel movie in, you're gonna get people who Well that's the thing, want, it's Marvel. I mean it, yeah, it's yeah. Guardians, it's Doctor Strange, it's Ant Man, like the riskiest prospects they've made bank off of. So this is still a thing in the theaters. Marvel's name on it. Yeah. The IMAX ticket sales. I mean, even if even if it somehow like doesn't resonate, you know it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to have good writing. It's going to have a good cast, and it's at least going to make a lot of money initially. It's people with powers. It's people running around with superpowers, and that, yeah. that that's. I mean, for the most part, you know, like you take away because they're not that many human fans. It, they're not that you know, people that even know really what they what they right, are right. about that family and stuff it's, it's such a small number but you th- you keep throwing the marvel thing up there 
Yeah. And and then on top no, of that, you nobody go... Nobody knew who the hell Star-Lord was, you know? I mean... No, you, you throw the Marvel name up there and you you show a, a lot of action in the trailers and, you know, people running around in suits with, with powers and, and, you know, and all that kind of... Especially if you're going to show the royal family, like having Black Bolt sit there quietly throughout the, you know, trailer and then open his mouth to whisper and a mountain falls... Yeah. yeah, people plus, are nuts. Yeah. Plus, people everyone's gonna. Nuts. If people loved Rocket and Groot, they're mm-hmm. gonna want to see that teleporting dog. Oh yeah, Lockjaw, Carnac. <laughs> like, uh, the way that if they do it, the way that Warren Ellis has kind of set him up to be like the Clint Eastwood sensei, yeah, kind of character, like badass. The, yeah. the sensei, and you got badass a fish guy. guy. You got a guy with goat legs. Hot woman I mean? with hair, just like twirling around and you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff i mean you you throw all it's it's one thing to be in a comic book and and people not you know it's a hard sell in a comic book because they're just so connected to other you know characters like fantastic four and stuff like that but it's another to actually put them there are movies that that i will watch that i didn't care about the comic as much but because it's on the big screen like that like deadpool i think i don't give a damn about deadpool but, well, I mean, that's how I feel about Doctor Strange. I mean, I've never really been a Doctor Strange fan, but, but I was put that stoked on for that movie. Yeah, put that live action, and you, exactly. and you, and that's the, that's the thing with with their our um, Doctor Strange. I always had is mm-hmm. I always it was hard for me to connect with him just like reciting, you know, every page is him listing the book and then the spell. Right, and it's right. like it, to me, it was always you know hard to cap capture that on a page. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the movies, you know, I'm like. I'm 100% on board. Like, I want to see how this magic and this, you know, crazy psychedelic stuff works in a film. So, yeah, it, it's the same thing you're saying. Yeah. So, you d- embrace it. Like, and I think that's what probably hurt Marvel's Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they didn't embrace people with powers fast enough for other... For, no, for, they, they went against people. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole M.O. of the show was like, hey, this isn't going to be people with powers. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, well, then I won't tune in. <laughs> Right, because you do it. Embrace it, and that's what you learn. Even if the show is not as as, as well written or whatever, yeah. people want to see people running around with powers. Well, that was Arrow time. season one, you know? I mean, they were they were a hard line against it. It's going to be like Chris Nolan. Oh, they didn't even think be... they'd get a full season. Like they, they, right, they... But I think a lot of these shows, it's, it's like you're saying, like each mm-hmm. one's success has made oh, yeah. everybody emboldened more. So I think... Right. If Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiered, like, you know, this fall, I think it would be a totally different story. Oh, oh heck no yeah. They would have, yeah, they totally would have connected it. They yeah. would have, you know, they would have gave it, you know, they, they would have backed it more. They would have pushed it more. The social yeah. media would be, you know, there'd be more of that. And, and I think the audience would be more accepting of, of uh, you know, exactly. That type back, of exactly. Back show. then it was like. You, no one really knew what to expect, but now if no. it came out, we've got the Netflix shows, we've got a bunch of obscure properties making you know millions of dollars in theaters. Like I think people would be ready to be like, okay, I don't know what this is, but it's got Marvel's name on it. I'm in, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, make sure that it's like one person on the team has powers, which I think was the mistake they made starting out. You know, they should have at least had like one powered comic character like on the team from the get go. Like you know, Death it was Lock. a little too ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like if Deathlock or Quake had a, like right off the bat been on the team as is, then you know maybe that would have made the difference. I don't know. 
You never know. All right. We're going a little long. <laughs> uh, but no, good I'm stuff. Good stuff. It. That good stuff. Uh, so I guess what we'll do, I think speaking of Agents of Shields, we've been talking so much about it. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. It's just two episodes. I don't think I think we'll be able to to kind of get through the gist of that fairly yeah. quickly and to wrap up. But just real quick, Daryl, mm-hmm. um, since we haven't had you on to talk about Luke Cage, I just I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity. I mean, like I said, we're gonna finish off the season uh, in two episode chunks, and I'm sure we'll have you on to talk about the specifics. But uh, since we didn't, since you haven't been on to talk about the show, uh-huh. kind of as a whole in you know, your expectations, what, you know, what you felt it was, what worked, what didn't work, you know, just that kind of stuff. I'm curious to, curious to hear your take on, on Luke Cage. Luke Cage was an interesting thing. Cause it, it loving that character and, and it, part of it is being black and, and being able to see a black superhero on, you know, like him be actually on, that Netflix show and see all the things that he, you know, they show him with the powers and being the hero and all that kind of stuff. And then like, it was the first time I watched the entire thing. Cause I thought I was only going to watch a couple episodes and I was going to let it build, like watch a couple every couple days. I started on a Friday. It was like, nah, forget going out. I'm not going out. No, none of that. <laughs> I finished that sucker. I <laughs> finished that thing. On Saturday, started on Friday, finished it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, lady friends calling like, "What are you doing watching Luke Cage?" Talk to you later. <laughs> like it was because it was just so important to me. Like it really, and I know that it would, could be a turnoff. I know that it was very black. It was very pro black. It was very engulfed in a culture that not everybody is into not everybody's into hip-hop like that not everybody like it really did not worry it took a chance on 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 all of that like using the n-word in that show i mean the with the sex that they put in the first yeah yeah we ep- talked yeah we talked about both episode of that the it was a lot of the whole thing with police brutality like that was throughout yeah that was a reoccurring thing throughout Thanks the show. Black Lives Matter, like straight up. I mean, it really was. A, it could really be a turnoff to 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 people. Not meaning yeah. if they're racist or not. That had nothing to do with it. But it could just be a turnoff to people who are not used to that. Like, it, yeah. you know, so for them to do that, like I was, I was so into it, and it was just so amazing the things that they were able to do, and and what they showed, and and the music, and and what they got away with. And uh, yeah. and I think the acting on this show, like they really got some very high caliber actors to do this show, and it was really strong. And that and all that stuff I liked, like the casting. Uh, even though we get into there are certain characters I think that should not have been taken out of the show when they were. I think they should yeah. have been in the oh. show. We agree. Yeah, we one hundred percent agree. We'll, we'll get into yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. But I think I have watched it twice, you know, like the, the the whole season's twice, and I think this show and uh, Jessica Jones, both these shows, which I've watched over again, have the problem of rewatchability because of how um, we have this back and forth. This whole thing of Luke Cage, Luke Cage could have took Cottonmouth out the first episode. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. there were so many times where he had walked up to... They tried to do the thing with him where Superman would constantly do in the TV shows with Lex Luthor. He'd float outside his office and be like, I'm coming to get you. Someday I'm going to take you down. I'm going to get the evidence to, to, to get you and, and blah, blah, blah. And they do the back and forth at the end of each episode of uh, of uh, Lois and Clark. They used to do that on that show a lot. And, and it just... After a little bit, of, after a while, it's like I need other enemies. Like they, I wish that they had like digged into the, you know, you have these Inhumans out there. You have, you know, all these enhanced. They could just call them enhanced. You didn't even have to say that they're Inhumans. Just, just get some enhanced uh, people to come that he has to deal with. Like I, I can't see the New York not having other criminals who right. have abilities or weapons or something that they're making right. and they're not running around doing crimes and stuff since the city is broke. Like they do do a good job of establishing because of what happened in the event that pretty much put New York back financially because of that. So now yeah. there's a there's a power vacuum and crime and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. They pull back a little bit too much on. I think there were times in the show where they forgot that he is a superhero, though. Yeah, and it's okay yeah, to show I, I that. It's yeah, like there could, have be- been, there could have been some like yeah, small time crook that you know had some like super strength or something, and you know they could have thrown down. And yeah, I love the stuff about the community. I all I wholeheartedly agree. I you know like the the whole thing with with how the the uh, rent is too high and how the the it's. It, it, you know the crimes that are committed with, against power. You know about people who um, can't afford to to live in, in in the city. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's great. But then again, but I need you to remember though, still that this is still a superhero movie, and it's okay to show Luke Cage fighting somebody with abilities. You can only yeah. see him smack up the same <laughs> uh, regular humans so many times that it was nothing to me anymore. It didn't matter to me anymore when he did that. Like it, it it just lost something. Like I didn't, I noticed it a lot more on the second time I watched it, how it just felt like there was a point after like four or five episodes where it felt like the plot just stopped and then something happened and then it started up again. So there was a lot of that stopping and starting and stopping and starting. And I think that, um, it's just if you had just thrown in a little bit, you know, like I, I would just love to see Luke Cage just beating up a fighting, a, a, you know, some kind of superpowered guy or, or, or being or something like just give me something, some of that just dabbling in. Give me give me a little extra of that. And I think that it, the show would have flowed a little better to yeah. me, you know, without spoiling it. Yeah, I I think one of the things, too, that I, I felt see to me. I think it was refreshing in a lot of ways that the show took the risks that it did and, and went to places that it did yes. because because I, I think it, it helps separate it from everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't just make it, oh, this is just another superhero show. Right. But it, I never felt like I was being preached at. Like regardless – I mean typically for me – Regardless of whether I agree with something politically, socially, or whatever, or disagree with it, if I feel like I'm being preached at, like that's a turnoff. Even totally. if I agree with what what's what's being said, totally. yeah. 
I never felt like the show was preaching or was was leaning in too heavy in into into what it was trying to say from a social perspective. No, um, yeah, no. I think no. it it had just the right touch to say, hey, this is something we should pay attention to, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, you know, this is how it fits into what's going right. on with with this universe. So I thought that was kind of like a. a that's a very tight rope to walk, it and is. I think they they walked it very very well. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I love the history the, too, like the the way that they threw in a lot yeah, of New York, yeah, a lot of history oh, about God. New York, and a lot of and Harlem that, specifically and, Harlem, and a lot of that. Yeah. Like it was so true though, because a lot of that uh, people that came from the South, and my grandmother was one who they moved to New York to kind of make their way, and and. It you know like it a lot of people influx there was an influx of people coming in um, into New York uh, you know to kind of do that and it and it was nice how they kind of kept that history in there and and how Harlem went through that we went through a lot of stuff it was a renaissance it was a you know when people when she would talk about Harlem back then and we lived in Queens but when she would talk about Harlem when they would go to the clubs the Cotton Club and all that kind of stuff there's a twinkle in the eye. She would get when she <laughs> talked about it because it yeah. just add that sense of wonder. And when you hear on the show, Alfred Woodard and them talking about Harlem, they had the same twinkle. They had to, and it was go ahead. it was interesting too to get that dichotomy because we when we talked about this when we talked about it on the show too. But uh, and this again something I have no no perspective on because a i'm 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 not black and b i don't i don't live in new york and i've never lived in new york so like from a context perspective it was you know i just i don't have the the i just don't have that context to it but hearing cottonmouth you know he really didn't care about the whole harlem and black culture thing like he's like yeah i don't care about any of that Mm -hmm. i just i'm i'm out for me and i'm out to do and if i have to make deals with the hispanics or the asians Mm -hmm. or the triads or whoever, I don't care. Right. Like I'm just going to do whatever I need to do to 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 increase my position. And Mariah is coming at it from the perspective of we're losing our identity. Mm-hmm. Like we're losing what makes this area, you know, us. It's like yeah. we built this community. Right. We're a part of this community, and it's slipping away from us. Right. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know that that you have you know two two black characters on the show that that. Are, are are shown with different points of view yep. about their own their own neighborhood. Yeah, all I, don't I just, think I thought that, that was way. interesting. Yeah, they, it, they came up together. No, I, that, I mean that's a good point. It's like mm-hmm. the idea that I think the tendency with a show like this, and this is obviously credit to the writers and and the showrunner and everything, is that you know you create this idea of a monolith where mm-hmm. every black character cares about their history instead yep. of the idea that. Cottonmouth is real and he's like yeah look I just don't care like I'm just doing me I'm doing Mm -hmm. what I'm interested in and Mariah on the other side is like well I really do care about this this is this whole like secret history almost of the United States that like nobody knows about Mm -hmm. and and I I thought that was really important I think if every character on the show had been obsessed with like the history of Harlem and the history of black America then it would have felt yeah it would have felt like they were forcing this idea on us, but instead it felt very real. Like this is a character who really cares about this. This is a character who like, you know, just, you know, sort of cares about himself and a little bit more and money and and power and isn't really concerned with. And they humanized him well too, like to show that. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. He's not, yeah, yeah. 
he felt like and that happened to a lot of people where they thought they they had dreams of being uh whether it be architecture or being a doctor or being a musician or all of that and because of the reality of their situation that would you know you you're not for that that's not for you we yeah, need I mean, you to go out tragic. there and make this money right now and that, yeah, that happened tragic. a lot yeah it's tragic and it happened a lot in the city especially in new york where it's just what the money just wasn't there you know, and you either had to yeah. you had to make it in other ways, whether it be working in factories, whether it be whatever it was. It was like you had to de- they had to make decisions. I mean, that was the thing in your house. If you had more than one kid, you made a decision on what kid would go where. This is the kid that's always going to be working in the mill or the factories or, or whatever. And this is the kid we're going to send to college because we got to put them all into one. We can't we can't do. Yeah, we can't send them all. And you and it's. It it can feel cruel now. You think about it now, and you're like, "That's cruel to to be like that." Where you're telling a child, "This is your this is what you're going to be," and you let another child go off and, and do that. But it was a reality back then. There was no scholarships and all that. It was a reality that you had to make choices, hard choices, on what your kids were going to be because they grew up like that. They grew up hard like that and yeah. to see that he had a he had those dreams and then they were per- and that kind of killed him it killed his soul yeah. and he became how he yeah, was yeah, you know yeah. like what she did and how she hurt his uncle and like all the stuff that comes out about him that made him not trust the world to see what you know how his family reacted to each other and the lies and the you know and deceit and and the cold ruthlessness that they had like you know, like that to 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 be able to humanize him and and to have an actor of his caliber be, play that part, it was yeah. it's just he's, I could not stop watching him when every time he, he was on screen. The best he he, he is out yeah. of out of the entire Netflix cast, like he blows everyone out of the oh heart. my gosh, he's so Herschel good. Ali. I'm I mean I, I mean yeah. we've already we've already sir. We already spoiled this. I mean, we're we already established our no spoilers thing in the the last time we talked about this. So I mean, you know, we know what happens yeah. to him. And yeah, we we agreed that like we understood why they killed him yeah. off. Like what the purpose was is yeah. to is to yeah. is to put Mar- Mariah needed to get to a pl- a place. Right. And it was almost he the, was the casualty. opposite of the like you know the fridging sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he had to be fridged for her to like develop as a character. Yeah. But you know, I, I, uh, I cannot. Part of me they, will never forgive them for removing no. him from the Marvel universe. Because and they did a similar thing with uh, Daredevil when they took Yurik off the table. Like I yep, think they yep. lost. Yeah, I had, I had a very similar. Like I, I know they one hundred percent agree. I know the reason why they did it, but I don't think it added to the show. I don't think it was something they needed to do I to agree. add to the show. He could have still mentored Karen. Character and such a good actor that to lose him, I think, but in both cases, right. to lose and, both of them is a detriment to the show moving forward. And then they did it again with Jessica Jones when they had the detective. Remember the black <laughs> yeah, detective? Exactly. Like, yeah, you yeah. have yep. history there. Like, these, they, they've, they know the city. I you there's so much you could do with those characters, Yurik and and that cop, where yeah. you can have them you know interact with the others and 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 the other shows and stuff. Like why would you take them off the table 
Yeah, it's like both shows. Well, I was had pretty to, like, sure Yurik was going to be the POV character. Like he was going to be the one been. that took us through all of them because that's that's kind of how he is in the comics. Right, like yeah. right. he he shows up in all those street level books. I love yeah. I love I love how they set up the night. And I love Claire. I love the character. Love the character. Totally do. But I still think she serves a different role. And Yurik still could have survived and served to his yeah. role, and she could serve yeah. a totally different yeah. role, and they still could coexist in, yeah. the, in the same area. They didn't need to do that, and that they that was the one trope that they that they fall into that it seems to be a TV trope where they have to feel like they have to kill a cast a main cast member of the show in the first season. I don't know yeah. why they feel they have to do this. Yeah, it is well, and in both thing. cases, one of the only you know black characters. On it just both so shows. happened that it was you know it just so yeah. That it's it like was. okay, Daredevil. Okay, maybe we'll let it slide. Then Jessica Jones did it, and then it's like, well, Luke Cage. You know, that's the entire cast, and they still found a way to take the best actor on the show. And he was even worse with Jessica Jones because him dying did nothing for the. Yeah, that was completely. Yeah. that was completely yeah. pointless. <laughs> Like, you could have had her, you know, like, she had a connection now when she has to investigate other stuff. That cop could have been part of her connection. Yep. You know, like, when she yep. when she does other, uh, you know, Yeah, it could have been her, like, like Commissioner Gordon, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It definitely could have been. They could help each other out and, and work cases together. You know, like, somebody yep. she can go to that kind of knows the city like that and, and, and she could enter. You know, just an adult she can interact with. I mean, I yeah. don't know what is the need to kill off all the adults. And, and yeah. the older adults in in these shows, and That's they all do them. Right. They all do this, and I don't I don't yeah. know why they they feel the need. Well, yeah, because I mean, pops, you know, I, I guess is essentially a similar role too. Like we lose pops as well, so too early. Yeah, so it's like the same thing. Like he he's sort of like he knows everything. He's connected to a lot of the characters. Like you know, I, I get it. Like it sets a lot of stuff in motion. I don't know whether I'm going to like say one way or another that it was a bad decision, but obviously there was more to his story that could have been told. So, yeah, I think if, if you're going to take him off the table, I think they should have let, I, one of the things that did, did, did a problem I did have with Luke Cage also is that I think it took too long for him to embrace the, the role of a vigilante of a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no question. He sort of does it a few times. It's like it didn't feel genuine that he kind of does that. it, and then mm-hmm. he, like he does it. At, you know, when he when he fights the guys in um in Genghis Khanies, right? It's like that's the moment, and then a couple episodes later, he's like, eh, and then he kind of does it again. It, it's like every three episodes, they totally he pull back he wants to be they, like a vigil. Yeah. yeah, totally pull back that momentum. If and they had done that, it. If they had done it where he was going out, he was helping people, doing his thing, and then somebody he cared about got killed anyway, right. I think that would have been a little bit better to then to try to. I think that's that. I think that fell into tropes. Like they they just did yeah. it just to do it because they felt yeah. that they needed to. It didn't feel like they, but it didn't feel like it was something that if they thought about it again, I don't know if they would have done it as soon as they did it. I think they yeah. would have waited a little bit. Well, cool. Well, we will, like I said, we covered the first two in in somewhat some detail, and I think probably not next episode because I think we'll be we'll be catching up with Agents of Shield. There's word that a Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, may drop very soon. I'm so sure. Hopefully, by the next yeah, time we record, we'll have be. that to talk about. July. Sure. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that maybe in front of Rogue One, which yeah. 
if that's going to happen, usually it'll drop already right. onto the net. That makes sense, so. though. I mean, that's the... Well, I guess Guardians is the next thing, and we... Yeah. We got a teaser, I guess, so yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten anything from Right, but it makes sense that we get Spider-Man, so. and then a proper Guardians trailer would probably be a few yeah. months from now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll uh we'll continue down this road in in more detail as we as we break down uh the rest of the episode. So that'll so we'll we'll get we'll get back to the cage, but uh but I just want to make sure I just wanted to make sure we touched on it. So we'll switch gears here. Uh I think this will be a fairly fairly brief discussion. We're still going to be behind on Agents of Shield, so as we record this uh deals with our devils had just aired. Uh we've got one more episode until we get the break, so we thought uh, we'll just hold off and take two episodes this this ep- two TV episodes this episode of the podcast, and then we'll do two next time, which will give us something to talk about when we reconvene. Um, and then we'll kind of that'll put a nice bow on the fall the the beginning of the fall season of Agents of Shield. So we'll have a nice break here. So we're going to talk about episode five, Lockup, and episode six, The Good Samaritan. Again, these episode six kind of ends on a cliffhanger, but. Uh, but we'll start with five where um, we flash back at the beginning of the episode to uh, Lucy and Joseph finding the Darkhold book. Uh, and it would, this was really cool because we found, I mean, A, we talked about the before, but the Darkhold being an actual Marvel uh, thing that, that's shown up more so on the mystical side, you know, with Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight and uh, Dracula and those kind of characters. So it's kind of cool to to see that make its way in, especially since Ghost Rider has become a, a Ghost Rider as well in the comics. But since Ghost Rider's kind of been a big part of the show for them to bring the Darkhold in, I thought was cool. Um, but the fact that when the, the reader of the Darkhold opens it up and then the text changes based on who's reading mm-hmm. it, I thought that was a really cool yeah. thing. Oh, and then we get the um, – that's the same point where we get the, the uh, Ghost Rider Easter eggs too. Right when they go down the basement, when, mm. when they go to get the the book, when we first see them go get the book, they go down to the basement. There's like the motorcycle sitting there, and there's the circus oh, poster. Right, yeah, oh, right, right. right. Yeah, it's hard I to forget now. That, yeah. In the future, where we are, we of course got a much more explicit Johnny Blaze reference. But right, yes. but back during that episode, yes. it was like a fun little tease. So yeah, so they, they it was kind of cool. So Lucy sees it in English, Joseph sees it in German. So that was kind of a cool, again, a cool touch. Um, it turns out after all of the bad things that happened, uh, what they did was they put the book back. So Lucy Lucy goes to get the book, but she can't read it. Like in her ghostly state, she can't, uh, you know, she can't interact with the book. So she's going to need somebody to kind of be her proxy. And of course, she's going to try and go after Eli, uh, us at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, then we cut cut over to Coulson uh, and his group, and he uh, he wants to go ahead and uh, and talk to Eli again uh, because he he realizes that uh, there's something there's something more going on with Eli that they really don't know about, and and they'll they'll discover that. Um, Simmons has to go for her lie detector mm-hmm. test, which uh, I'll, I'll just kind of lump all that that. Uh, talk now but that was pretty funny like she goes through the lie detector test she she breezes through i love the bit when he asks her if she's ever been a member of hydra yeah. and she just looked at her and was like yes i have <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that was pretty funny um and then of course they move on to uh to you know to another question and uh of course uh, mace comes in and saves her right in the nick of time 
uh, which at first I was a little eye rolly with that. I'm like, yeah. really? Like he's going to come in just at that moment and rescue her with that, even though she's you know fit, flunking this. Well, tag. they keep playing with him um, a lot. Of, yeah, of they go is back he the bad yeah, guy? The is he yeah. the good guy? You know, like he you know he can switch up. It, it helps the actor can can kind of switch up and look you know angry and then happy in in the next second. I, I really man, there's times when Jason O'Mara. Like the way he plays Mace, mm-hmm. he almost seems like he's playing an LMD. He does. Like he's playing totally. Like there's something off with yeah. him that's it's almost like Uncanny Valley kind of thing going yeah. on where there's like maybe it's the makeup or something like that. Like there's there's something when I look at that dude where I'm like there's something off about him. Well, and there there uh, is. I mean, they keep uh, they keep sort of yeah. alluding. I mean, they dance. They keep dancing around it. I think maybe we talked about this in the last one, but. Yeah, they keep dancing around the idea that there's still something mysterious. He's done something. Yeah, yeah. There's something we still don't know. He's lying about something mm-hmm. big for sure yeah. that they're still waiting to drop on us. So it better be it better yeah. be worth it with all the teases they're giving us. I know. I know. Yeah, but he has a very Yeah, I, like, I know what you mean. There's I something think, I think at his core <laughs> Yeah. I think at his core he's like a good guy. Yeah. Like he really 100%. I think they're trying to he, like trick he us. He cares too about these hard. Yeah. Yeah, but but there's that part of him that's the politician too, right? Like that he knows, um, like this is what you know. I have to play the game, even though I don't. I may not like it, but he he knows how to play the game, and that's the other thing. That I, and I think that's the part that Coulson um, struggle with. I mean, we talked about this before about the difference between Mace being the director versus Coulson right. being the director. Um, and Coulson feels like a bureaucrat, or uh, Mace feels like a bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. Whereas I mean, uh, Coulson kind of did too. I, in the very yeah, and, and and yeah, and I mean not to jump into the episode that we're not talking about, but mm. just seeing Mace's arc over the past few episodes, it it does feel like they're trying to make him be Coulson two point mm-hmm. Like he's right. got that, you know, he's willing to make the hard calls, but he's also like a bureaucrat. But he's also got a heart of gold. He's also a little goofy. Like it seems like they're telegraphing a lot of the early Coulson traits onto to him and yeah. i don't know if that's i don't know if there's some sort of meta reason for that i don't know if that's part of the reveal but i it, think they are I definitely notice i think they are because remember they didn't keep saying you know when he said to him you know phil you might not like what i'm doing but you could have had this job you didn't want it remember yeah like they yeah. they keep they threw that out there for a reason like they have right. to it's, doing it's a callback like, later yeah it's like they they made like a colson robot or mm-hmm. something and they made him slightly different i don't know yeah. it's it's yeah. i hope they address that because the the similarities between the two are like obviously they're they're very explicit so because he's changed so much like uh yeah yeah colson now oh, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to how colson was back then it, it's just yeah go, go watch iron yeah go watch iron man so different and, right and, but but yeah. Mace is essentially that Coulson from back then, mm-hmm. you know, with just a little more yeah. power. But I yeah. mean, you know, not a lot because Shield is basically like the lowest rung of the totem pole. It seems like. Yeah. Um, but you know, we it finds out that the reason Mace rescues Gemma from her lie detector test is because he's about to go debate Senator Nadir. On live TV in 15 minutes, uh, which I thought was funny how he's like, oh, yeah, we need to. She's wanting to prep him mm-hmm. and do all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, we're live in 15 right. minutes. 
Well, they um, even play with that. Like, and, oh, well, I need what's in your head. And she's like, what? And, and yeah. he goes, well, I'm yeah, glad Shield yeah. doesn't have a, a device that could do that. And he says, yes, they do. And he pulls something. Like, it was almost that time. Yeah, the whole episode because, between the two of them was yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to bust you. Just right. kidding. But I'm going to. It's like, okay, yeah, there, there was like maybe too, too many of those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I think I think partly he was messing with her too because he knew she was. Oh, fucking he did. Yeah, he definitely. Was. He that, totally it's so weird about him. him. Like he seems to know more than he lets on sometimes. Exactly. That's you know exactly sometimes it. he seems yes. oblivious yes. to everything. It's like oh everyone's pulling a fast one on Mace and nobody knows. You know he doesn't know what's really going on. But then other times it's like oh I actually know everything and it's. I, I'm wondering if that's a design by the writers or actually just a mistake by the writers, and they don't well, really know Stark, how to though. like do him. That used to be Stark, remember? Yeah. Like that was Stark. The you know uh, uh, Tony Stark and his father would play that role. Like I'm, yeah, I'm the that's buffoon. True. I'm the silly that's buffoon. True, that's true. I mean, that's Hawkeye too. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. They like play I, the idiot. You play the idiot, but I know what's going yeah. on. Until it's time for exactly. Me. Then I yeah. turn the switch, and then I, I, I hope that's what they're doing. Like, I, I I hope that it turns out like he's been kind of playing everybody because, to me, at this point, it reads a little like the writers just don't really know how to write him. Yeah, and I think Mace is, I think Mace is going to. Do, I I think this whole season is is geared to make Phil take the reins again and put that suit back on. I, you think I so? do. I really think that uh, Mace is going to dirt. I think that Mace is going to dirty his hands for Phil. Like you, we keep thinking he's not. Like he's. Mm. Get, it seems like he's always making compromises that hurt Shield. Right? You know, he's the even when they had a little talk about the the Star Wars reference, and you know, Mace and, and, and yeah, yeah. you know, like he's saying, I, Agbar is my man. Like Coulson was like, Agbar is the one that I, you know. And he's like, oh, you think of us yeah. as an empire, you know, an evil empire you have to rebel against. And like that constant thing with him. I think when all is said and done, he's going to take the bullet for for Coulson. And Coulson is going to have to take the reins again because there's just so many things that can't get done yeah, because Coulson is not in charge anymore. I, I agree and I disagree. I think I can't see Coulson taking charge again because I think part of the move to make him an agent again is to avoid the whole messiness of him being the head of this organization, and yet no, none of the Avengers know he's alive. Like I think they kind of want to put him in mm. a more diminished role. Well, but, I think that'll be the big thing. Like if eventually, when it does happen, that that I mean will that be would be a, cool. Like I, yeah. I want to believe that that would happen, but I've kind of lost faith in the idea that Coulson will ever show up in the movies again. But but that could be right because I definitely think that I don't envision Mace sticking around no. very long. Like whether it's it'll probably no, be the I rest of the there. season. I, I mean, I yeah. guess it depends if the show gets renewed. But mm-hmm. he doesn't feel he feels temporary. I think he's sure. dead. I, th- I think he's a you know him being an inhuman. I think he is going to wind up getting killed. I, I think he's going to wind up sacrificing himself. Uh, yeah, it, he just feels too. There's not enough to him. He just feels like a disposable character. Mm-hmm. Like there's not enough to him that they're gonna that he's gonna stick around. Because they like love doing that. Like they love. Like even remember last season when Daisy's uh, boyfriend, who 
he really didn't have that much of a, an emotion besides being angry all the time. Lincoln, yeah, exactly. Lincoln, Lincoln. and then yeah, and exactly. then he comes out and does something very sweet and noble, and like they like to do that. Like you, you yeah. think the characters, you know, kind of, you know, just cardboard cut out, but then you know when when they're needed, they they rise to the occasion and, and yeah, you know, get knocked out and killed. It's- and poor Jason O'Mara is like this. He's like the series killer, oh, yeah. though, too. I mean, and I and I like him as an actor, so I think it's actually kind of sad. But it's like everything he's in gets like yeah. one season, and, yeah. and then it and then it gets canned. That's but true. Uh, but but like I said, I, I I really I think he's 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 pretty good. I think I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I'm glad. I'm glad I, we talked about this before, but I'm glad they actually picked somebody outside the team to be the the mm-hmm. leader yeah, yeah. the to be the head of shield then just like promoting may or promoting mac right. or you know or doing something yeah. like that where uh you know it, it it allows the team to focus well you need a foil like by having it be someone team. outside the sure. team and allows sure. the team to come yeah. back together again and it makes it lets them be a little rogue yeah. which i think has yeah. always been a good position for them to be in so we break the rules as a group yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's kind of good yeah. that way yeah so anyway, so Mace is is debating the deer, and uh, at, at at one point she really starts to kind of pull on mm-hmm. that string, and I thought that it was a really cool. I thought it was a fairly powerful scene where um, Mace takes the takes the earpiece out and just totally right. goes off script, and then he comes out live on TV that he's an inhuman as a head of Shield, and everybody's just like, "What?" Um, I did not no. see that coming. I did no, not. Yeah, yeah. I did not, not see him. No, doing that at all like i really didn't again um, i thought that was head something. of i mean unpacking this in terms of the marvel universe is insane i mean we've got two years after shield is dismantled it's publicly back mm-hmm. and the head of it is an enhanced alien hybrid <laughs> and yet we'll never hear a peep of this in the movies no and yeah, and you're yeah. signing it in a court this should be them. massive. This is like James Comey comes out and he's like, hey, Hell by yeah. the way, I've got superpowers. <laughs> it should be so. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it's so crazy because you like, especially after Avengers 2, they have a headquarters and they have soldiers like, yeah, who are yeah. they? Yeah. Like, who are they answering to? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To have Nick running around, you know, like. He was leading and leading this group or whatever. I mean, it's just it is just so weird to not have, you know, something. Yeah. Where they'd be like, you son of a like just having Steve just or or Tony just look in on TV and, and see Colson somewhere and be like, You son of a bitch. Yeah, because he's everywhere. Like, <laughs> the idea that no yeah. one has seen yeah. Colson, like he's not hiding at Come all. On. He's actively running missions. He's everywhere. Right. It's just yeah. Yeah. Or, ins- e- or even put in the show that oh man, you, you listen when I had to re- you know when I had to have a talk with 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 Steve, right? It could I be think a, I broke down crying. It could like be some a throw, yeah, know, yeah. Throw but he knows everybody. He he yeah. knows yeah. he knows Steve. He knows Tony, and he knows Thor. Like yeah. he was friends with all of them. And and the idea, yeah, I mean, whatever. We've gone over this a million I times, know. but it's just yeah. 
Got to go to my monthly ventures meeting. I'll, yeah. be, back, uh, I'll yeah. be back later, guys. It, it, yeah, the, you know. whatever. <laughs> I'm like, just, totally, like, I don't even have energy uh, anymore. <laughs> I know, but even a line of just him saying, I know, I agree. Tony, I think it was Tony the still, easiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, Tony still sends me a text every now and then calling me a dick. Yeah, because like, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, tell him. Yeah. Like, just, yep. just yep. anything. Just anything. The tiniest like thing, yeah. Yeah, it's messed up that Pepper and him broke up. Something like yeah, because yeah. he was really good friends with Pepper. So it's like I know exactly. I just talked to Pepper. It's like yeah. it's like you imagine know. this in the real world. like Come this on. guy was like a colleague. He's a friend. Yeah. He knows all these people. They saw him die. Yeah. They galvanize as a team over his death, and he's been running around for the past like four years alive. Like like I'd be I'd be pissed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain, sir. I feel it. Oh, sorry. I know we're not supposed to. He's resorting yeah. to cursing. It's affecting it's him just, so uh, much. Any, okay. Here. All right. Agents of Shield. He's <laughs> <laughs> passionate, folks. No, <laughs> I might feel you. Uh, so after the debate, uh, May says something to Gemma about you know having you know they found some troubling things on her polygraph and she needed to go ahead and finish it and this is like one of the things about this season i really like is Gemma. like i really Mm -hmm. like we've we've kind of slowly started to see Gemma transform from where she was in season one um over the show but i really like season four Gemma probably probably uh quite a bit and i love that she just gets right in his face and is like oh yeah that thing that you know you you know that you did in Vienna. Yeah, I'm sure if people knew the truth about what really happened in Vienna, they probably wouldn't wouldn't be so exactly. happy with you, and it would probably make you look really bad. And he's like, "Okay, I guess uh, we'll, we'll do a polygraph." <laughs> you know, Agent Simmons does not yeah. take polygraph. Um, yeah, that, so I thought that was a really cool, you know, power move uh, on Gemma's. She part, knows how to play the game, and that's not. Really well. the, it, she's not yes, the same. She's learning she's, very clearly. Yeah. Not the same character. That no, we, we knew from season. She one. did that in episode one too, where she sort of like dresses down May. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I like that. Like she's both Fitz and Simmons have. They could have easily just been the sort of like, you know, comic relief characters, but they've both. Mm-hmm. They've both shown over the seasons that they have these like right. they're smart, you know, they're right. they know what's going on and every once in a while they bust it out and and I appreciate that. It's better well, Yeah, it's changing. better that they're separated, I think, in this in the show, uh in terms of working together. I like it that they're they don't work together on missions, but they're together. I'm I'm because I don't want any more angst yeah. with them. Just, just stay together, fall in love, get married, have a bunch of kids. I don't want to hear any of them whining about pining for each other ever again. We got enough of that for the first uh, three seasons of that. Yeah. But I, it's not the yeah, CW. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> but now, just let like I like that the he. I like when he works with Coulson or he works with Mac. Man. You know, like I like yeah. he's a different character when he works with them. When he's with yeah. her, he tends to be a little weaker. The way they he comes off but when he's with them he steps it up like he you know he he gets in there and he starts figuring out theories and he comes up with stuff and he's jumping in the fray you know getting things done i like that like i'm glad that they can both shine apart from each other and they don't you know they don't 
fall into that. We're twins and we finish each other's sentences all the time and it's all cutesy cutesy. No. Yeah. He's grown. They've been yeah. through life and death. Like this is these are yeah. grizzled, you know, uh, you know, soldiers that have done this. These are agents that have been in the field and done gone through so much. Right. They're they're trained agents. I mean, yeah. I like that they remember that, you know, like they exactly. know what to do. Agreed. So the, the other part of this episode is actually the the meat of it, which is the yeah. prison scene. So May and Coulson go in to get <laughs> Eli. They realize that the prison's become oops. infected. Um, yeah, oops, <laughs> because of Lucy. Um, so everything goes goes nuts there. It was a little weird that when they asked Fitz to open the doors, he's like, I can't do that without opening all of them. Well, and you I'm know like, what that really, was from, Fitz? right? That was a, such a Star Wars, or, or it was a Star Wars and a Mission Impossible skit. Yeah, yeah, I got a real Mission yeah. Impossible vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji in the you know, mm-hmm. from the third, from the fourth one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they get caught. Uh, the rest of the team has to go in, and then there's some really good fighting in this episode. I thought, especially the, uh, I thought the the Daisy stuff, like when she's like, nope, you know, she yeah. she let him go out of the cafeteria area and then mm-hmm. locks the door, and then has to fight off all those guys, uh, you know. Hand to hand combat. I, th- I thought that. That's I think she asked for that scene. You know, I I, I think she did because she likes to Probably. do the. She likes to to mix it up with the fight scenes, and that was such a yeah a nice little spotlight for her in that scene. Like she's done fighting all throughout the season so far, but this was a like yeah. a real nice like this was a May type of epi- uh, scene. You know? Yeah, yeah. The the only other one I can think of is the one they did with her. And the rest of the team where it was like a long one shot. It was like right after Daredevil oh, yeah. season one. And it was it was almost like they were trying to recreate that hallway scene. So it was like mm-hmm. a single shot yeah. that they, they tried to do in that. Yeah, that one's um, amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So this was this was pretty good too. And so of course the team can't can't let right. her sacrifice herself. Uh so they, they go after her. Um but yeah, the whole garbage shoot or the mail the laundry shoot, yeah, very yeah. Yeah. a lot of stuff like um, kicking the the uh the bin under the table. And knocking one guy down, mm-hmm. like they, you could tell they did a lot of. Uh, yeah, when, I think movies. she uses like a cafeteria tray thing. Like, yeah, Agent she does. Carter, Agent mm-hmm. Carter did that yes. in like mm-hmm. season one. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that was in, explicit or not, but it it immediately made me think it of was Agent a Carter, so it was a nice Black Widow type of fighting style. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of that yeah. because that's what she does. She uses whatever's in her in, in around her. And uh, they did a lot of that yeah. in Civil War, so it was, a, it was a nice oh, yeah. little callback. Black Widow and Daisy and yeah, May all teaming up. Don't don't, don't make me mad, man. <laughs> don't make me mad. That could have happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- th- of course they they get Eli. Um, Mac has to go back and help the rest of the team. He tells Robbie to go ahead and and get <laughs> Eli out. Um, but Robbie, of course. Uh, he meets one of the one of the locos early in the episode, and then has a conversation with him, and then and then moves on. But then when he's about to leave, the the cool thing about this was, on the surface, it just seems like mm-hmm. oh here we go, you know he's got to get his event, you know he's got to he's got to you know do something right. stupid. But really, when you think about the fact that he's possessed by the Ghost Rider, it's not him. This is. This is the ghostwriter part of him that just can't right, deny his right, vengeance, right. right? I mean that that was the deal he made. Um, 
So to, that's what, for me, like made it to where it wasn't an eye-rolly scene. It's like, okay, there's a story reason why he goes back to this guy. Like, well, because he just, he physically cannot Yeah, and we learn that, I mean, they've been dancing around it all season, but we learn like, oh, this, this is kind of how he got his powers and how Gabe got in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Like, uh right. You know, we we haven't really known how that's happened yet. So this is the first indication that that this was all one event that was tied together. Right, right. Um, so of course, Robbie gets his information. He smokes the guy. Um, they get out, and he's expecting Eli to be there with the rest of the team. And of course, he's not. The rest of the team thought Eli was with Robbie. Uh, so Eli is on the run, and of course knowing what happens in the next or not knowing what happens in the next episode they think oh that lucy must have got him or you know he's been you know something something nefarious is going on that is not like kind of of his own uh making what's yeah i never yeah i i never suspected it at all no i i didn't either i didn't either because i thought they were just going to be really altruistic with his character and then yeah i uh, I was actually when we first met i mean having read the comics when we first met him i was like okay they're just totally doing a 180 from the comics you know and and even though they they change it a bit it's you know it looks like they they stuck to certain personality traits we'll say of eli Yeah. yeah Yeah. Um, So we get to episode six, The Good Samaritan, and uh, it starts with a flashback back at Momentum Labs. Um, um, The the team is making – they made carbon, and Eli is kind of questioning things because they ended ended with more energy than when they started, which – you know, knowing the law of conservation of energy, that's not possible. Like you can't – you can't – transmute something into something else without some sort of um you know some sort of loss due to heat or or mass or whatever so he starts questioning and then they reveal to eli that they use the book that basically the machine is nonsense like they don't they don't really need the machine per se uh that the the real power is in the book and that's what's allowed them to do all, all the things that they that they need to do um <clears throat> so at that time fits we flash flash to back to the, the present and fix fits figures out that they need more power. That part of what, what they were doing in, in that, uh, in momentum was, you know, they were using an enormous amount of power, but now that momentum is, uh, doesn't have that capability, they would obviously need to be somewhere that, that needs more power. So he's, they start the search for where they're going. Um, and it, it's funny because all of this, as we start to learn in this episode and the last episode, this is all very much tying into yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah. Um, season season two of Agent Carter, where they started, you know, the whole dark matter thing, and it was a mm-hmm. division of Roxxon that did all that uh, that research that uh, the, that the Doctor was a part of in, in Agent Carter. So, uh, so starting to connect in that respect, where the, you know that that you know flash forward seventy years, and, and this is what's going on. Which I thought was, was yeah. Pretty cool. I, I always I ha- had a feeling, and Matthew, we talked about that at the time that they're going to yeah, come back to this exactly, at some point. Yeah, and I mean, there's still a couple of things floating out in the ether that they could still come back to this. And I mean, the one the one problem I had is when Matt, it's like Mac and Fix talk talking about, oh, this is an old um, a case of uh, Peggy Carter's, and it it deals with something called. Uh, 
Dark Matter or Dark Force, and then Mac makes some joke about it. Yeah, he and, did. And it's like they've encountered the Dark Force twice in the present. Yeah, mm-hmm. they blackout the the villain blackout controlled it, and they explicitly called it the Dark Force. And I think Coulson in that episode made a joke about why do people mess around with something called Dark Force? You know, that's back in season one. Yeah, yeah, and then. Last season, there's an inhuman in Russia who's able to create that shadow of himself, again, using Dark Force. So twice now the team has dealt in Dark Force, and when they talk about it in this episode, they're like, huh, Dark Force, never heard of that. And I was just like, are you guys (laughs) kidding me? Yeah, exactly. already talked about this Read your files! Yeah, it's it's little things like that that, like, in in the same moment, they make a connection to Agent Carter and then ignore a connection to their own show. Yeah, and it just sort of drives me yeah, a little yeah. bit crazy. <laughs> but yeah. still, I like the Agent Carter connection. But I thought that was a little odd that they sort of didn't reference yeah. the other connections. Yeah. They, they... yeah. <clears throat> um. So Gabe and Robbie are are uh, with um are back on the on the Zephyr now with with uh yeah. Daisy. And things start to cut, you know, Gabe has been wondering where Robbie's at. He's been gone for a couple of days now. Um, and so when, now that Daisy has kind of revealed herself to who, to Gabe, Gabe says, oh, I've got it figured out. And then, you know, of course, Robbie's freaking out because he, you know, he thinks he, he knows his secret, but, you know, he, Gabe thinks he's right. just a secret. Another switcheroo. He's, he's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. And of course, Robbie's like, yeah, okay, sure. That sounds good. Um uh, Mace tells Gemma that she needs to go on to a secret mission because obviously uh, one of the things we, we didn't talk about, the, the tag at the end of the last episode was Nadir and Mace meeting face-to-face. And uh, uh, she has footage from the prison riot and basically throws it up at Mace and uh, she wants something or she's going to go public with it. So obviously when Mace wants to put her on a secret mission and not tell her where she's going or what's going on, Obviously, it's it's to pay off whatever that uh, yeah. whatever that favor is, because um, this is this episode started with didn't it start with her leaving the house? Um, and it's is it, it's her brother, right? Or was that the episode? That, yeah, no, that, that was the tag in the episode. I'm sorry, that was that was episode yeah. episode four tag. Yeah, because it's her brother that's right. been in the cocoon. Right. For and it's sort of hard to talk about these two episodes without talking about the one we all just saw. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. So it's like we're not talking true. about that even though it's relevant to everything we're but discussing. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be here for another yeah, hour. I know. I know. Um, That's a lot um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. There, there's something yeah. going on with them. We'll put a pin in that until mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, the, Mace wants Quake and Robbie uh, because they're right, known right. criminals and fugitives at this point. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool. So, it, again, you know, another Star Wars reference in this episode. It's almost like they pull like the Millennium Falcon on the on the Death on the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, right? They they go inside oh, the, right, the pod right, yeah. and they put yeah. the pod on the. Yeah, they just I lower it so it's on the that. outside of the yeah. ship. And yeah, and Mace is like, "Where are they at, Phil?" And he's like. That's a great example yeah, right there of what shit. we were just talking about. Like Mace, obviously, yeah. the whole time knows exactly what's going on. Oh, yeah. And I guess that proves it. I mean, yeah. he's like, come on. 
guys, I'm not an idiot. I'm the director of Shield here. <laughs> like, yeah. And Phil's like, nope. You can keep looking. They're not they're on not this find ship. Because they're, yeah, not, they're in not on this ship. It's almost like not yeah. It's ship. almost like he's winking. It's like, well, they're yeah. definitely not on yes. the ship, right? And and, and he even like, said, why it. are you saying it like that? Yeah, he even said it. Like you, you're not lying. You're not lying. He isn't yeah. on the yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah. He gives. Yeah, he's like, I give you credit, <laughs> Phil. You're, you're not lying to me. Um. But the whole bit with them being, you know, on the outside of the ship, mm-hmm. stuck in the pod, is it gives Robbie a chance to come clean and right. tell his origin yeah. story. Um, Quite the origin story. And, and and you find out that, yeah, and you find out that basically Robbie was just an a hole. I mean that you know he just, um, you know his 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 brother was trying to be on the straight and narrow and go to school and stuff, and Robbie just was like kind yeah. of a screw up. Uh, and their uncle was, you know, had a respectable job and was very well educated. And, you know, even though he raised both of them, Robbie is just kind of the one that's like, well, I got to do what I got to do. Um, and so they decide to – Robbie decides to take his uncle's uh, charger out for a joyride, convinces Gabe to come with him even though Gabe doesn't want to go. Eventually convinces him of it. They take the car out. They run into the Locos. They get shot up. Robbie uh, – wrecks the car gabe gets thrown and and we see what happens to him or he's, yeah. he's in the car yeah um, that was the one thing i thought was a little weird i i feel like robbie should have been in the car and gabe should have been separated yeah, yeah. from it but I, whatever yeah <clears throat> but we you know robbie ends up outside the car and he's dead i mean he is just flat out dead laying there um, it, with the accident and then lo and behold which this yeah took me totally I was, by surprise I, uh, I not did not expect what I, happened it to blew happen. my mind. I was like, because um, like I said earlier, one episode before we get this little Easter egg. It's like, okay, that'll be it. That's all we're going to get. It's just a nice little nod to Johnny Blaze. That's all. Maybe there's another Ghost Rider. We'll never see him. One episode later. <laughs> yeah, boom. Um, so, yeah, up comes the guy on the motorcycle. Get, you know, again, what was cool was. Again, more like Johnny Blaze, he has the more traditional, like his head, this is going to sound crazy, <laughs> but the, his fire effect on his head was more like the tip, his skull looked like the more typical Ghost right, Rider right. Johnny Blaze It looked Blaze like a skull, human right? skull, whereas Robbie's is like, right. it's nothing like the comics, but it's a little weirder. It's a little more like metallic or something. It's, it's yeah, I mean... Obviously, in the comics, the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider has a more stylized it's more manga of the head. Yeah, it's like a it's yeah. like a luchador mask yeah. meets like an engine. Yeah, like it's this very bizarre. Yeah. It's like an exhaust manifold with the luchador mask on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Robbie's, you know, in the in the show, his his, his head is also kind of exaggerated. Like his jaw, we talked about before. Like his jawline is very high up and. Like it, it doesn't look like a human skull. I mean, it, it looks yeah, right. like a, it resembles a human skull, but it doesn't look. It, it's anatomically right, right. not like a human skull. Um, whereas this version obviously looks more like. We didn't get a very, you know, long. It's more straightforward, but yeah, but and he's, more like he's got the, the leather jacket. Yeah, like the Luke Cage. Yeah, the Luke Cage uh, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider. Um, so obviously the implication is they never name him by name. They never say who he is, but I, the implication is this is Johnny. Yeah, I mean, he's got, um, he's got the leather jack. I mean, you know, 
Danny Ketch had like kind of a weird high collar and like, but it, yeah, it was di- his motor. He had a real his right. It was different. And plus, yeah. I mean, you're going to, of course, yeah. if they're going all the way to introduce like another Ghost Rider, it's going to be it's going to be Johnny Blaze. Yeah, so. it won't be catch. And, and they already yeah. they already kind of teased it with no. the whole circus you mm-hmm. know, saying where the dark hole was. So, you yeah. know, they're not going to if if we're only going to ever see two Ghost Riders, it's going to be Robbie Reyes, who we already have. And it's going to be Johnny Blaze. It's not going to be like a middle one, you know, so right. right. Exactly. Um, so I, he, you know, that's what happens. He is a, he basically makes Robbie promise him that, um, he imbues him with that power and then yeah. Robbie has to go, um, become the spirit of vengeance. He has to go and right the Which wrongs. Which is a, a huge uh, twist on the comics. I mean, we talked about this a couple times, yes. but Daryl, have you read the new Ghost Rider? I read the, because remember, this is the second go around of this particular ghost rider so i read the first right right like his, arc of this okay of right this one. right but that so you know like his origin and everything and how it's yeah yeah for what i remember yeah different but yeah i mean the idea that i guess johnny blaze can bestow the ghost rider powers on other people i mean i'm not a i don't know a lot about original ghost rider but I'm pretty sure that's not something he can do. No, right? he could only yeah. bestow the hellfire no. to objects like uh, motorcycles right. and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Couldn't, but that was not something he could. You right. can't give it away. It's, it's, right. You know. And the other thing is, I was when I was writing the uh, the review for this for MCU Exchange, I I went back looking for like a screen cap, and I paused that shot of him mm-hmm. leaning over Robbie, and he's got a bullet hole in his head. So. That's a weird little thing. Oh, wow. Um, because obviously that, you know, Johnny Blaze isn't like shot. That's not how he becomes Ghost Rider um, in the comics. Like, you know, he makes a deal, but he's not like dead like Robbie is. But there is when you pause that frame, there is explicitly a bullet hole right in the middle of his forehead. So, yeah. I'm, Interesting. I kind of just just took it for like expediency's sake, like for them to not get in this whole crazy narrative about Johnny blaze that, 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 you know, that's just for sure. That's just I, how I this just, is going to work. I, I'm and just that, curious if that'll, yeah. that seemed like a little detail that exactly. If right. they weren't going to come back exactly. to it, why would they show why it? Why put that in there? Yeah. Yeah. Because it blink, if I hadn't paused it and gone back and taken that screenshot, I never would have noticed that bullet hole. You know, I would have been, I was too busy freaking out. Like, there's another ghost rider <laughs> on tv like is anybody else watching this what's happening right now like it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> you know if you talk to a marvel fan and and they're like yeah i don't watch agents of shield and it's like do, do you even understand what's happening right now like there were two ghost riders on <laughs> this tv show like this is this is the world we live in now you're not watching this <laughs> i know and it looks and it looks <laughs> it looked amazing good. yeah i, mean, I like that I've talked before yeah, about how yeah. I was skeptical about, you know, when I saw the the promo photo of Robbie, I was like, eh, it looks kind of bad. But when you see it in action. I mean, it looks I'm blown away. It looks amazing. So that's that's kind of the the, the story there. So, again, it, it, kudos to, to them, because that's something that Exa- could have exactly. easily leaked and been super spoiled and ahead of time or known like, i love that we weren't aware yeah. of it. it it's it's rare in this day and age that we get to purely experience a moment like that uh it was nice to yeah, be completely yeah. like surprised by that so that that's kind of the story of 
of how Robbie got his powers and then obviously caused him to just kind of wake up and straighten up and realize like he obviously after seeing what happened to Gabe, he needed to not be so reckless and to, you know, and obviously that combined with him having an actual mission um, and these powers. So, so all that stuff was pretty cool. Um, Obviously Mace figures out what's going on. He brings the, the, the containment unit back up. Uh, and Robbie's able to get out, which I, I guess you just have to suspend. Like this is something built to hold the Hulk, yet this guy gets out. But again, I think I think it's just the magical aspect of it is that's that's where you have oh, to just say the, that's yeah, it's mystical. Yeah, they yeah. They don't have a thing for that. Yeah, they Plus, don't have a thing for the mystical on that. Right. Plus, I mean, they say it's built for the Hulk, but you know, have they tested that? Have they put have they put Bruce in one of these? So, yeah, but I, I did like that idea. It really gives you the idea of like, oh, wow, uh, this guy is uh, pretty powerful. It just shows how they don't have anything right, to right. counter magic right now. And then, of course, him and Mace get into it because yeah, Robbie's, exactly. you know, kind of gone off the, you know, in, at this point, he's, he's you know, turned back into the Ghost Rider. Um, they're, they're getting into a big fight, him and Mace. Right. And it was cool to see Coulson step in and just say, to stand up to Mace and just say, look. You you cannot take them into custody. You cannot. You have to let them be a part of this team. You have to let uh, let them help us. Like he's like, look at look around. Like there are two people here that have powers. The rest of us don't. Like you're the director, so you're not going to be out in the field dealing with this stuff. Like even the people that have powers, yeah. Robbie's the only one that can affect. Uh, you know that that has any that has any impact on Lucy. Like, like somebody has to. Like we mm-hmm. need him uh, and we need her. And so Mace was able to kind of to to back down, which I, I thought that was a really cool moment. Yeah, but it, I liked it too. But again, it goes to you know if if Coulson yeah. was had a shield, it we yeah, would have got through a lot of this already. Right, right. So, You're right. It does feel like drama for the sake of drama. All the hiding and stuff he's had to do to waste a lot of time. I mean that you know that really held them back. Yeah, having to deal with this. So at yeah. this point, Fitz finds that uh, they're hide- they're, there's an old uh, facility that was owned by Roxxon that was used for uh, electricity that was shut down due to uh, you know, safety violations, and they figure that's where they're going. Um, and uh, it, it turns out that uh, Lucy stole – Lucy hired the gang. Look, Lucy and, and her husband, they, they hired the gang to kill Eli because – He'd gone crazy with this whole book thing and the power and everything he was trying to, you know, to go to to do with that. Um, and they didn't realize that Robbie was, was going to take his car and be out and about in it. So he just it was just like wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the whole reveal, I mean, I like the reveal of Eli, but when you sort of look back at the episode and he's objecting to everything. I, I don't know that I. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a cheat. Like it seems like when he's objecting to everything, he's genuine. Like I mean, he's very yeah. histrionic. He's very like, yeah, we can't do this. This is wrong. Yeah. For you know, safety reasons. It, he said, right. It didn't saying. seem like he was like, I I want this power. You know, it, yeah. that felt like a. It felt like they leaned a little too heavy on him being against it, and then they went back and like, oh, he was against it because he wanted the power. Yeah, like, they, I wait don't a minute. That didn't. Yeah, I agree. That's not I how he was acting. Well, at all. It, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I liked I liked him. I liked that being the reveal, but I think I think they lean too heavy in the rest of the episode on the idea that he's like because it was almost ridiculous. It was like, man, this guy is very adamantly yeah. like against this. Like they leaned way there's, into that. There's no way as an audience that we would have been able to figure out yeah. that he was against exactly. it the way that and, they showed and, it. And, exactly. And that's where it becomes. A yeah. Cheat. If you don't give yeah. me any clues yeah. to lead me down that road. You, yeah. You let us down. one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The character you showed us that didn't make any sense. That's yeah. two different characters. So, so that, I think that was the one mistake. I think, they should have just showed him a little more like just questioning it, but not right. like right. so against it. Just like, you know, like asking questions like, where did you get this? What, what is this? You know, but not like against it. But eh, I mean, whatever, a small thing. I, I, I like that in the end, Eli is, is evil because the <laughs> comics, he's yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So evil. I, I, exactly. <laughs> so I like that they, didn't change that too much. Mm-hmm. Big altercation happens. Robbie's able to deal with Lucy um, <clears throat> when she kind of reveals all that stuff that's happening. Um, yeah, that was that was also slightly weird. She's like, "Oh, I actually wasn't evil," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna yeah. kill you anyway." <laughs> I guess she did. <laughs> well, hire, I guess yeah. because she did have. She did hire them, and even if right, right, <laughs> you're repentant, or it doesn't right, matter, yeah. you still get vengeance. You still right. Have to suffer. It's just a thing we got to remember about Robbie. Like he's on the 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 team of Shield, but he's also right. still kind of a serial. Yeah, killer. he's also kind of possessed by the spirit of vengeance. So, right. Let's. Yeah, yeah. He's still a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he just a bad guy. So Eli's able to, you know, despite everybody. Uh, trying to get him to do the contrary. Eli's able to, to turn the power on. Uh, we see that wave hit over and everybody disappears. So Fitz, Colson, Robbie, they're all gone. Um, and mm-hmm. there's Eli right. holding his rod of carbon. Right, right. He's got superpowers. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Any, any theories? Cause I'm like who he is. You think he's a comic character? Uh, not the, I can't think the, of who. I don't have it. No, not that. And, no. and obviously like in the comics, this is, completely like he's a goat i mean i don't know i i guess i feel i don't know how i feel about like revealing comic arcs but yeah i guess suffice it to say that the eli in the comics doesn't have carbon generating powers right exactly say that at least <laughs> yeah i, okay. I there's no yeah, there's i didn't no know if there was that come... cut character no nothing that comes to mind i mean there there are no. you know there's a handful of characters that have you know, dark force dark. powers. Right. Um, right. But he's not like, he's not shroud. So it's not shroud. Um, <laughs> not the way he uses them. I mean, he's literally just creating carbon, right? That's it. Yeah. And he's not that that's a bad power, but yeah, it, it seems less dark force and more like elemental almost. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So that's how the episode ends. Uh, that's where we'll pick up episode seven. Um, so yeah, I mean, over other than the the weird quirkiness that we pointed out, I mean, again, I think the the season continues to improve. Uh, I think the addition yeah. to Ghost Rider, which I was really skeptical of when they announced it in the beginning, uh, has turned out to really be, uh, uh, I think, what this show needed to kind of give it um, a different twist and to kind of take it away from just being all about the Inhumans that don't really yeah. seem to matter much anyway. Yeah. 
It surprised I, me too. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, the point of us dissecting all this is we're going to pick apart the flaws. But overall, I mean, in terms of network television superhero shows, I watched them all, and this is my favorite. I mean, I think this is consistently like the best week to week. Cool. All right. Oh, breaking, breaking, breaking news. Uh, as I just happened mm. to see my feed go by, uh, the video game oh. awards are going on, and uh, Telltale, the the video game company oh, that makes those. Yes, I just saw this. Too. Yeah, those episodic mm-hmm. games. They just did a Batman one. They've done. I mean, The Walking Dead is the most famous uh, of their adventure right. games. Uh, they are going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's going to be a five part episodic Telltale edition of Guardians of the Galaxy, which the trailer just shows the Walkman with the headphones floating in space. So no date coming soon. Cool. I'll, I'll only play it if there's no Walkman involved. Uh, what if there's dancing? I know you'll come. I, if I there's dancing, I, I know you'll be there. I can't do it. If there's dancing <laughs> involved, I can't do it. What if there's a disc, man? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is that better? That's kind of rough. <laughs> Um, well, cool. Uh, so long episode, but we had a lot, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We got into it. Yeah. So good, good stuff. Uh, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Um, I think what I'm going to do not for next episode, but the one after we need some iTunes reviews. So leave an iTunes review and we'll give away, I'll give away since we didn't give one away with the actual contest for the, for the collector core box. We'll uh, give away two of the movie uh, codes that we've got. So we've got all the Phase 2 movies. Um, we've got digital codes thanks to one of our listeners that was gracious enough to, to send those since he double-dipped. Um, so I will pick of all the iTunes reviews um, in two episodes from now. Uh, so get them in, and I'll go back to the beginning so everybody that's that's left one will have a opportunity to participate. Um, but yeah, so get us some iTunes reviews and maybe you'll win some movies. Yeah. Cool. Do it. It helps us. If you're still listening, yeah. leave an iTunes review. Help us move up in the rankings. Very easy to do. We would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, cool. All right. So, uh, like always, you can check out Matthew's stuff over at mcuexchange.com where you can keep up to date with all the news and happenings uh, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, reviewing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every week. Um, I also did some Luke Cage ones. So, if you're, you can go back and check those out. And I'm also now writing um, some stuff for Screen Rant. So, oh, cool. I'll throw a shout for that too. Awesome. So, check that out. Cool deal. Fantastic. And of course, Daler, or Daryl, you can uh, tailor network of podcast.com. Check out all the cool stuff, including the podcast that you and I do, uh, Gotham by Geeks, which is yes. a ton of fun. So definitely give that a listen. If you like Batman, uh, definitely check that out. It's me and Daryl. Yeah, I got to I gotta get on that sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Me, Daryl, Chris Campbell, Mike Myers. I got editing to do. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we just got editing to do. Week. So yeah, so definitely check that out. And then, uh, like I said, we'll, I, you know, I would expect we'll try and get back on track. I would say we'll probably be like bi-weekly. I would say uh, once things kind of get back up, and I think once Shield gets back on track after this fall finale, uh, we'll probably get back to weekly because we're going to have that, and then we're going to have uh, Iron Fist that's going to be short on its yeah. coattails. Yeah. 
Uh, so we'll yeah. want to be good and caught up. But during this break, like I said, we'll we'll try and uh, chunk up and talk about Luke Cage. Uh, Daryl, if you're around, uh, it would be good to have you back to talk about that. Oh, I'll be up for that. Awesome. I'll be up for that. Definitely. Cool. Especially this next episode that's coming up. I mean. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened in this latest episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we just saw tonight. Yes, yes. Oh, for S.H.I.E.L.D., right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, head us over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash Podcast, or tweet at us at MCU underscore podcast. Um, so thanks for listening. It's all connected. <laughs>